Okay, folks, so we have just left Worcester Station. We are back on the train, heading back towards London. We certainly are. I mean, you say we've left Worcester. I don't think um, all of me will ever <laughs> leave Worcester. No, no, we've definitely um, uh, left a, a big part of ourselves there. I don't know if that's willingly or, or unwillingly. I don't know um, how much of it is me falling in love with the town or how much uh, the place has manipulated me into being almost codependent on, on it and everything yeah. that happens within it. If that doesn't make sense... Um, it will. It will. Uh, it will. So, um, yeah, we're, we're sat here very excited to record this podcast because what we thought would just be some fun anecdotes about a holiday uh, has turned into a, 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 a quite an unbelievable uh, journey. There's a real us. existential vibe throughout the whole thing, mm. but I'm not even sure how deep it goes yet until we no. start unpacking it. At the moment, I'm just sitting in a place of kind of gratitude and uh, slight vulnerability, but you know, yeah. going with it, going with something. Um, and I, I think it's a hugely influential two days in terms of the history of my life on, <laughs> on the earth. I think it's a big deal. I think it's a big part of it. I don't yeah, know how I yet, agree, but I know that it is significant. Yeah, I agree. Um, so yeah, uh, enjoy us uh, unpacking it, explaining for you, walking you as best we can through the absolutely insane uh, two days and two nights that we've just spent in a place that I am not a hundred percent sure is real. If anyone has actually been to Worcester, let us know. Because I don't know anyone who's been. Don't know anyone that's ever lived there. I spent a long time up until recording this podcast thinking it was Winchester. So <laughs> that's no, because we'd love to compare notes. We think something for she took place. Yeah. Um, in, in a, and I mean that in a very positive way. In a very positive uh, way. way. Uh, we are, yeah, going to unpack all of that for you uh, in just a few moments. But for now, in real time, uh, which is going to be past time to you listening. Because we are now both our future and past selves, depending mm-hmm. on who we're referring to. Exactly. Uh, we're going to say goodbye and let's all raise a glass of Tennessee whiskey. Won't make sense now, but it will. Christmas and welcome to Callum and David's very special podcast extravaganza. You have never sounded more like a late night DJ in your life. That was so it's ten to midnight, and here is Chris Rears driving home for Christmas. Absolutely. It was very it was very dramatic that introduction. Now I know why. Yeah. Um our listeners might not know why. No. Um Well, uh they've just heard a snippet of uh Two of us being very uh, dumbstruck, dumbfounded, yeah, in awe of our period of time in Worcester, which is why 
we are of course gathered here today. <laughs> gathered here today yeah. to discuss the town, the city, the movement, the <laughs> spiritual abstract entity that is Worcester. So yeah, a bit of background. We, uh, for those of you who didn't follow our uh, announcements on social media and things like that, we uh, discovered that we had a little bit of uh, extra cash that we weren't aware of from our Patreon when we were doing the Any Requests podcast that we ended, and we had specifically £188 in the kitty. We did indeed, and uh, we were thinking, what could we do with that money? You know, do we give it to local charity? Uh, do we, I don't know, save some donkeys? Um, that's the biggest thing, isn't it? Saving donkeys. That's Saving... what we love. We give more money to donkey centuries in this country than cancer research. Yeah. Did you know that? I didn't know that. <laughs> Amazing. I, it's, it's very British, isn't it? Yeah. I um, haven't fact-tracked that, so don't at me. Although uh, I was in Blackpool earlier on uh, this year with a, with a with a show, and uh, there is an awful lot of donkeys, and they all look quite sad. To be honest, they're in Blackpool. That's the reason enough. I, d- I think uh, I think they're being exploited. I shouldn't say that. Blackpool's a great place. I do think Lovely the place. donkeys uh, are probably being exploited, much like the working class. Yeah, it's. Uh, I always remind you that Blackpool is a town that you're playing uh, in a month's time, uh, so... which is great. And I love Blackpool. Yeah. Uh, one of the reasons I love Blackpool so much is uh, the donkeys and the people. <laughs> exactly. Good. Nice save. Yeah. Um, so uh, we. Um, decided uh much like uh matt hancock deciding going into the jungle is a much better way to communicate than doing any of his work as an mp yeah uh we decided that a better way than giving it to charity or helping anyone with this money yeah. uh better way to get our message across would be to spend it on a jolly um, yeah absolutely so we thought what could be more fun than uh trying to kind of create like almost it feels like it this would have been a a, a tv show on channel four in about 1998 like, yeah here's 188 pounds where can you go in england for this money and you do a little documentary about it yeah. that's that's essentially what we're doing in podcast format we, we like did. a challenge annika like a challenge yeah. annika you and i are 100 percent too young to know what challenge annika is <laughs> yeah true. definitely peaked in the mid 80s but it's also not a worthy enough thing to know that any well-read person would know. Like, it's yeah. not like, oh, you know, you and I are too young to understand the philosophy of Baudrillard. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's, no, it, it's, it's, it's not, it's in between. I don't know. I think Annika Rice and Proust have a lot in common. To be honest, they're both very long. Very true. <laughs> and uh, we decided uh, upon Worcester because uh, two nights accommodation, uh, tra- trains uh, for both of us, all of that, came to exactly 188 pounds which is very reasonable really considering very reasonable uh prices at the moment uh cost, cost of living, living and all that yeah, yeah. uh so we're very lucky um that, that we found this place and it also one of the caveats we should say is that we were keen to go somewhere neither of us had been before because yeah. we wanted it to be a completely fresh experience go in somewhere in england blind and and just soak up what we can for for 48 hours and that is what we did we thought it would just be you know we're going to come back and do this podcast we're going to give you a little bit of history about the place talk about a few fun bars we went to get yeah. a bit of reviews of some restaurants and some places we went to and there'll be some of that in here but what we didn't anticipate <laughs> was our lives turning upside down and realizing that we were in the center of uh, uh some either some kind of conspiracy magic spell or hidden camera tv show yeah and it I'm felt not... very much like a darren brown special yes mixed with the challenge annika yes Mi- do you know what that's a good idea that's a good format idea for a show it is it challenge is. darren 
challenge Darren. Yeah. <laughs> Annika Rice meets Darren Brown. Yeah, I like it. Actually, just those two in conversation would be quite interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They have a lot in common, a lot to talk about. That's that's aside from the point. It was a very, very weird, brilliant. I had an amazing time, but I did come away quite shaken by the whole thing. In in kind of an existential sense. Of all, you know, I have, we both have uh, uh, been to um, many places uh, all over the world. We've, we've, We've lived abroad on two different continents uh, mm-hmm. apart from europe um you know we've had quite a lot of life experiences uh, and i genuinely believe that these two days in worcester will live with me for the rest of my life <laughs> they are the weirdest couple of days and i don't uh, part of me we were like uh, is it is it that weird or is it just that we're wanting something odd to happen to uh, and i have to say we've we've talked about it yeah. quite a bit before recording it, it genuinely is quite odd. It, it is. As we go through it, you will understand what we mean um, about the interconnectedness of people and life and seemingly random moments that for some reason aren't random at all and come back to yeah. uh, further the plot of our lives there. Yeah. It, 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 I, I've, never, I've never quite experienced um, feeling like someone is is writing your life as it's happening and that is kind of what happened over the course of these two days uh, i want to remember that um and, and come back to it later um because uh i think also that element of it kind of justifies what what we do which is analyze content that's yes. normally what we do on this podcast like many podcasters do uh and we do it with a bit with a bit of fun um i didn't realize that i thought this would be a departure away from analyzing content but actually this is analyzing one of the most i don't know perhaps important christmas films ever made it's just that david and i happened to have lived it yeah it's 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 like if um charlie kaufman and spike jones made a christmas oh my god yeah it is yeah it is yeah it is that um, on that note, uh, I just want to say that everything in this podcast, all the little um, kind of uh, uh, stutters uh, or pauses like that, or um, uh, bits of audio, um, perhaps at different points, we might um, play some music or, or, or excerpts um, from some of our, our work in the field. Nothing is unimportant. Um, nothing is by the by, however seemingly slight or, uh, or um, extraneous it might seem. That's something we learn uh, in the real world. So uh, yeah. the same goes for this podcast. Exactly. On that note, uh, we're actually going to play you a little bit of audio right now. Um, yeah. So so it's important, uh, I think, as well. So that as you were kind of alluding to, we we make it clear that this wasn't something that we orchestrated. This wasn't something that we tried to make happen. Because if you listen to us in the clip we're about to play, we are naive babes. <laughs> to the world full of the joys of spring no wide-eyed yeah. bright-eyed bushy-tailed bright-eyed, bushy-tailed yeah. totally not yet born some might say i've never f- felt retrospectively so kind of compassionate towards my younger self mm. as i have listening to this recording two days later two days <laughs> after we recorded it i've you know when you look back on yourself and you go yeah. oh i was so young i was so yeah i didn't I, know anything yeah. Yeah, like that's that's the effect this has had on us. Exactly. Um, so here we are in Paddington Station, about 
to get on our train to Worcester. Hello and welcome to Callum and David's Make It Better podcast live on location. Live on location. I was just saying, I feel like... Um, we're like Chris Mason or Adam from Newscast doing a, in, a, in the background of a train station, coming back from a political conference on our way to something else. Very exciting. We're, we're testing a new dictaphone. We are. So, as Callum said, we are uh, in the middle of a train station. We are in Paddington Station, currently at the Mad Bishop and Bear, enjoying a pre-journey pint before we head off to the magical, wondrous world of Worcester. Now, um, when was the last time you went to Worcester, David? Uh, never in my life. That's absolutely right. And the same for me. Neither of us have ever this, been. Can you believe this? This is very exciting. So, to fill you in if you haven't seen our social media, uh, those of you that supported us on Patreon uh, for about two years, very kindly, uh, we're very uh, grateful for your generosity. Uh, now, uh, we uh, have now finished that Patreon series of podcasts, but we were left with princely sum. 188 pounds and when we were considering what to do with this leftover money we had the brainwave of well why don't we turn it into a podcast yes exactly we could have given it to charity we could have helped someone with it we could have used it to pay our ever-increasing energy bills but no no it's it's like it's like matt hancock isn't it we're we're doing more really yeah by uh doing this rather than doing anything useful or helpful i'm glad you've associated us with matt hancock in the first five minutes of this podcast that's important uh, and so we decided we would take this £188 and go somewhere in the country where train tickets, two train tickets, two bedroom accommodation, two nights, two days would be covered exactly by £188. Not more, not less. Not more, not less. And we did a lot of research extensively looking through different places and magically... Worcester, a place neither has been, mm-hmm. came up. So we are going to have two days, two evenings of a uh, very uh, highly planned itinerary by myself. It's very strict. I'm already quite overwhelmed by it, to be honest. But I don't tell David. He'll get home. Uh, no, don't tell me. And we are uh, getting on a train in about an hour, and we will be updating throughout our journey over the next two days. So uh, this is going to be a bit of a different podcast. And uh, we very much hope you enjoy it. I, for one, can't wait to see what we get up to. Oh, listen to them. Beautiful. So so optimistic. So, and so, so innocent. And kind of right to be optimistic, but not in the way that they thought they were being optimistic. No. Um, yeah, just no idea what, what awaited them. So so, so, so we, we eventually we had the train journey. Yeah, um, we, yeah. we have the train journey. And do you know what? When I was uh, uh, prepping... For recording this today, and I was I was re trying to retreading the yeah. holiday to make sure we didn't miss anything out. And initially, I went, oh well, there wasn't really anything to talk about on the train journey, was there? And then there I was, went, though. there was, there was, there. There. yeah, there was, there was. But we did, but we because we didn't know at this point that we had to look out for these things that they meant something. Yeah, we I I I temporarily forgotten, but from the word go things started to get a bit strange. So what happened to you on the train? So, first of all, uh, with, I, I mean, and I don't want to, you know, ruin our um, our reputations as socialists for this, but anyone who's heard of the, the app SeatFrog... Oh, yeah. Uh, shout out to um, our very good friend uh, and friend of the podcast, Sam Laws, for turning me on to a great app called SeatFrog, which is basically a bidding Fantastic. app. 
yeah. for uh, first class train seats. So if you can't afford a first class train seat, you book your normal seat. But then there are loads of first class train seats empty, and you look across in the carriage and think, "Oh, that's annoying, isn't it?" You know. Yeah. Uh, but with SeatFrog, you can bid and um, and get yourself a, a, a very cheap kind of upgrade. Yeah. So we did that, and yeah. I don't think I've ever travelled first class before on a train, aside from when I was on tour and another castmate said uh, uh, we should sit in first class, and if they come along and ask for a ticket, you have to pretend to be asleep because legally they can't wake you. <laughs> they can't physically <laughs> wake you. They're not allowed right. to touch yeah. you. Um, and so I did that, not for the whole journey, just for, I don't know, the hour I was strong enough and then obviously I felt guilty. Um, so this was uh, really lovely, travelling in first class. We, there was loads of space, yep. uh, plugged your phone in, you know, we had a nice little chat and the lady comes through and says, would you like any complimentary coffee or tea? Uh, and I, of course, get coffee um, and a little biscuit, ginger biscuit. Yep. It's a Walker's uh, shortbread ginger biscuit. We talked about that for a while. Nothing to see here, folks. Everything's fine. Uh, and then the lady goes by again, and I try to grab, grab her attention, and I can't. But the reason I'm trying to grab her attention is because the coffee cup is leaking. And um, I just want another cup to go underneath it. And then a man who I've never seen before comes along and says, oh, you're all right there. You've got, I said, yeah, my coffee cup's leaking. I just have another cup yeah. to go underneath it. I'd, I'd, I'd like to point out it, it is incredibly visibly leaking all over the table. Like yeah. It's not a, like the whole bottom <laughs> yeah. of the cup is it's gone. Like it's like, I don't know what's happening. I don't know. There was still like a bit of coffee in there. Yeah. I managed to drink a bit of it, but I was like, I don't want to neck this coffee. And so he's like, oh, don't worry, I'll get you another one. I'm like, I don't want another that, coffee. That's not the issue okay, yeah. That's Because I've already drunk half of it. I yeah. just want another cup to go underneath it. He says, don't worry, I'll be right back with a fresh one. And I'm yeah. like, no, don't. Anyway, he's gone. About 10 minutes goes by. And then the lady comes through again and says, oh, are you all right with your coffee? I said, oh, yeah, I've just, the man is leaking and the man's gone to get me another cup. She went, I'll get him to get you another one. I said, no, no, please <laughs> don't. I just want a cup to go underneath it. All of this seems very unimportant, right? But he eventually comes back with a brand new fresh coffee, which I told him I didn't want. Yeah. He's like, well, you got it now. And I'm like, but I've still got... Then he leaves, then he walks away. So I've got a full coffee and also half a coffee with the cup leaking. leaking all over the table. Yeah. I'm thinking, God, this whole first class experiment has gone wrong. We're being punished for not actually being landed gentry rich. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. It's my old working class come back roots kind of going, no, you don't deserve this. Um, and, uh, and and eventually, eventually, I explained to him again, like the fourth time, he comes back with another cup to go underneath it and then takes it away. So now I've had like one and two thirds coffee. So I'm actually pretty jacked by the time yeah. I get to yeah. uh, get to Worcester because it's only like an hour and a half journey. Yeah, like uh, yeah, two hours, I think. Maybe yeah. two hours. Yeah. Um. Anyway, why was any of this interaction important? It wasn't, apart from. The fact that when we get off the train at Worcester, both of those staff get off the train. Yeah. At Worcester. Yeah. The train's going to Hereford. The, tra the train's got about another, like, five, yeah. six stops on it. Yeah. But the whole of the first class section seems to shut down immediately when yeah. we leave the train. Yeah. And they're coming out behind us. Yeah, that, yeah. And they have little wheelie cases like they are going home. Yeah. And no one else gets on. No. And the whole of the first class carriage is empty. Yeah. Seems like nothing. Yeah. Seems like nothing to you. But wait. Wait yeah. till you get to the end and you'll realise all the pieces start to fit into place. Yeah. All of the pieces. So we finally get to Worcester. We get to Worcester. We uh, get our little Google Maps out. Yeah. And we head to uh, our Airbnb to drop off our bags. 
uh, have a quick spree up and and head out. I should say it was quite late, by the way, because I I was yep. working. Um, yeah. For a day, so we didn't. Our train wasn't until about eight o'clock in the evening, so we got there about ten. Yeah, yeah um, quite late. It was so very dark, walking, cold. We're walking the twenty minutes uh, walk or so to the centre of Worcester from the train station, and we just go for the quickest route because it's Google Maps, and because we're running late, we want to get to the Airbnb and then go to a bar. So we take this route that the Google Maps suggested, which is kind of through an indu- across a bridge, yeah. through a car park, round the corner. Like we were checking in with each other quite a lot. Yeah. Like, is this the, is right, this the right way? Yeah. Yeah. Through an industrial estate, yeah. which inexplicably has the most lit up, celebrated. <laughs> fish and chip shop i've ever seen it in my life i i was about to say to you now knowing what we know about the whole thing the fish and chip shop now even seems weird it does seem like it was weird at the time but now it feels even more weird yeah i don't know it's called mother hubbard's yeah world famous fish bar and i I mean i said to you at the time it's it looks like an american like like a dairy yeah 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 it's got this kind of uh, curved purpose built like this wasn't a shop that was like a building that existed before like no. it, it was purpose built for mother hubbards yeah does everyone know mother hubbards is it a big kind of midlands thing I, i've never come across it but it is huge it's vast massive and huge lights and yeah. clearly still going at like yeah. 10 30 at night yeah mm. now we bypass uh the fish and chip shop yeah, comment on still, it still still kind of uh i think uh disoriented by mother hubbards yeah we're taken aback when uh two boys uh, walk pub. Uh, what they've been nineteen, maybe yeah, nineteen twenty, young adults. Um, walk past us, stop, and one of them looks at us. And what does he ask us, Callum? Are you two boys? Uh, you Penfolds brothers? Are you Penfolds brothers? Are you Penfolds brothers? And you and I quite naturally say, "Sorry, what? Sorry, sorry." Like, yeah. I don't, I don't know what you've said. Yeah. But I think I think I do, but I don't I want to check. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And he says again, Are you Penfold's brothers? And Twitch you and I go, Oh no. No. Because yeah. whatever that question is, the answer is no. Unless you are Penfold's brothers. Unless you are Penfold's brothers. Yeah. Yeah. This is weird. Why yeah. Penfold's brothers? Yeah. Someone called Penfold. Yeah. Is that his surname? Is that his first name? Is it a nickname? Is it is it a he? I I it could be a she. I think it's a nickname. Or they? I think it's a nickname. It's I'll, a nickname. I will explain to you why. So I think not it's... only he thought we were the brothers of this person, who he clearly knows well enough to refer to as a nickname. Yeah. So surely he'd know. Well, he knows that Penfold has a brother. At least what? Well, he has to know that he has two brothers. Yeah. And that they look vaguely like you and me. Yeah. But he was totally non not bothered by the, when we said no. Yeah. He was like, oh, all right, no, sorry, never mind then. Yeah, that's a good that's a good point. If he... Uh, enough to stop someone enough, in the street. Yeah, surely you'd be like, oh, really? Like, you'd be a bit taken aback that we weren't if you were so sure. Or like, oh, sorry, you just look so like someone else. Never mind. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd explain, wouldn't you? Yeah. But um, no, I'll I just, I'm going to put a pin in why it's a nickname. Um. And I'm going to elaborate on that later on. <laughs> okay. All um, right. Yeah. Yeah. So, the, but again, again. Nothing to train, see here. No worries. Just, yeah, we don't know. Fine. Uh, so, go to the Airbnb. Yep. Lovely. Lovely little apartment right in the centre. Really nice. Very kind of cute little uh, 
little little street. There are Christmas lights all over the street. You've yeah. got these lovely like purple green, really tasteful. Yeah, and it's, it's very clean. Uh, Worcester. Um, it seemed like a really clean, very place. very clean. No litter. Yeah. No, not a hair out of place. Yeah. It was like it was like walking onto the set of Desperate Housewives, but in Worcester. Yeah. Um, and and there was there were crews of 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 quite burly men everywhere, mm-hmm. but no citizens. No. Not a single soul was on the yeah. street that we walked down to get to our Airbnb. I've got I've got a picture of it. Oh yeah. It there's absolutely no yeah. one. No one for about a mile and a half. Yeah. Like you no got I apart mean, from all these workmen, of course. I know Wednesday night isn't the big big night to go out but it's like 10 o'clock on wednesday in the center of a city yeah you'd expect to see you expect Somebody. to see more people not a single the only people we saw actually we we must have seen some people in we saw cars and traffic on mm. in between penfolds brothers hand getting to the airbnb yeah and and we saw lots of workmen and then what the workmen were putting up Stalls. I was about to say set. Yeah. <laughs> they were putting up the set. Yeah, they're putting up the set for Worcester. Yeah, which is now Chris... you think I'm saying that because I'm a lovey, right? Yeah. and you think that we're saying that because oh, we work in theatre. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, a set. Yeah, yeah. Like, what do you call you know football at halftime? Do you call it the interval? Yeah, like, yeah. Obviously, the answer to that is yes. But uh, but but I'm not saying that just because of that. I'm saying that because that will make sense later on. Right now. We come to the conclusion that they're setting up for the Christmas market tomorrow. The Victorian Christmas Fair. <laughs> right. Now, we to knew this was happening because you looked it up before we went. Yeah. There's a Victorian Christmas Fair every year, which is just like a normal Christmas fair. Yeah. <laughs> except although, some people wear hats. <laughs> although, although what I will say is that, that we had decided that we were going there. Before I was aware of this. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, we had no idea what was happening no, before we actually just no. booked the train. We booked the train, and then I looked up what was going on. And this fair was going on for four days. Four days? Three of which were days that we were, we were there, there for. Which, mm. is, which is odd. Yeah. Um, and remember that as well. Um, I, I want to briefly, before we go any further, touch on the building of the apartment. Because I feel now, thinking back... That that was odd. Yeah. In terms of that, it felt. I know. I know you corrected me, but when I first got in there, I was convinced that I had to check with you that there wasn't any other flats in there because we were on the top floor. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, but there were. But as you quite rightly said, they were behind doors. These looked like the kind of back of a pantry of like a school staff room. Staff room. Yeah. Like that yeah. hadn't. Like they weren't. They weren't lived in. Like one has a lock on that no one's ever, ever, ever yeah. been able to open or got through. Like people yeah. who've worked at the school for years don't know what's behind yeah. that door. And the other one is a very shallow shelf of empty jars and books yeah. that some teacher who's now retired used to use. Yeah. That's the type of door I mean. That's the, yeah. That, yeah. It's like not even really a solid door. Yeah. It's kind of made a bit out of paper. <laughs> like, yeah. Like really, really thin wood chip. Yeah. That's the kind of exactly. door. And unmarked and painted. Yeah. Unmarked. Not only the same colour as the walls, but clearly at the same time yeah. of the walls, because there's just the, the brush strokes go over the go wall over, into the yeah. door. Like, yeah. there was no frame, there was no handle. No. But, I, but there were two doors yeah. in that building. Yeah. Other than that, Oh, that was our flat at the top. It was nothing which, but our which flat. Which looked very uh, pretty entrance. There was a big blue yep. uh, uh, front uh, wall uh, where 
where the flap door was, the, the wall facing us was, was like yeah, a little logo of the company that yeah. rent out the room. Um, and the and and the the building, the, the the flat itself was gorgeous. Really, like it was exactly like someone's house in the holiday or yeah. like a Christmas movie. It was like yeah. this. It was just that typical, like no one really clearly lives here, and yeah. they don't because it's no. rented out to guests. Yeah. But it it yeah, it had this very kind of almost too neat to be real, but lovely kind of nice Tudor beams and. Um, yeah, very very cute little Christmas tree in the corner. That yeah. was nice. That again looked real, but wasn't. Yeah, it was fake, but it was so good, that like it was. Um, so yeah, we drop in, drop our bags. Yeah, and we go off for a little wander and see what's in Worcester. We go off for a little wander and see what's in Worcester. I mean, you say we go off for a wander and see what's in Worcester. It's important to to note that I had created a very explicit itinerary. <laughs> yeah, David had by this point. Yeah. Made a very, very kind of to the minute itinerary. Oh, to, the, yeah. to the minute itinerary. You, you know, you can take the man out of the production office, but can exactly. you take the producer out of the man? Exactly. First time that's ever been said. So, so uh, first up on the list was uh, a wonderful little place though we didn't quite know what was to be expected and it was mars bar mars bar really charming little title a pun m-a-r-r apostrophe s so you're thinking of the chocolate bar but actually what you should be thinking about is andrew andrew mar yeah uh it's probably his bar i think yeah um not johnny mar the musician no it wouldn't be johnny mar's band johnny mar's yeah i don't think he would uh open a bar in worcester okay but you think andrew mar would yeah. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. He that's loves fair. nurturing amateur musicians in the Midlands. Yeah, that's fair. Do you know what would be weird? Mm. Is if either of those people did own that bar. Because actually that could... that Now, at this point, you think that's ridiculous. At the end of the podcast, you're going to think, oh no, actually, that's probably, probably true. Yeah. That could well happen. So we go to Mars Bar, and we know it's a live folk music night, right? Yeah. Uh so we've, we've looked it up and we go, yeah, fantastic. We'll go see local musicians play, bring your instrument. It's kind of an open mic, but with a bandstand and a backline. Um, in fact, isn't that the tag? Like, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll provide a, a drums and a backline. And... Yeah. You, you provide the song, yeah. you know, and people kind of get up and say, I'm going to sing this. And you, there's a guy running it and he adds your name to a list. Really, really lovely. Um, I mean, when we go into the bar, yeah, it feels like, I don't know if anyone knows what I mean, but we've got one of these buildings in my town where I grew up. There was a, a hall, there was a library, and next to the library was a, another building that clearly looked like it was a part of the library, but it wasn't. And then above it was some kind of hall. Yeah. And no one ever knew what was in the hall. Yeah. But you'd go in the hall, and it, and it turned out it was a, a cheap kind of bar for yeah. policemen. Yeah. Yeah. It I was where exactly. the policemen went to drink cheap ale because they'd exactly. get like a, a, a dis a, you know a, what's the word subsidized yeah um so the the policeman and the fireman of the town would go there and i knew someone uh whose dad was a policeman or something and that's the only time i've ever been in a building that feels like the one that we're walking into yeah you go in and there's a kind of really old nylon carpet and everything's kind of falling apart old yeah um and 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 you go in and the bar is Kind of looks like it's been freshly made to look yeah. like it's been falling apart for years. It's a snooker club, but they've taken all the snooker <laughs> yes! tables out of it. Yes, it's just like a snooker <laughs> club. Do you remember them? Yeah. Where are the snooker clubs nowadays? Yeah, that's true. We had one in Whitney. It was called uh, Bees for oh, a while. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then it got uh, taken over by someone else and called Q's. B then Q's. B's then B then Q's. And then it got taken over by Fat Lil. Uh, and became yeah. Fat Lil's. And then it got closed down and then reopened uh, and was called Fat Lil's again um, by Paul Spink. So if you're looking for a good... And actually, Fat Lil's in Whitney, when I grew up, is quite is the closest thing yeah. I've ever been to in terms of atmosphere. To, to Mars Bar. To Mars Bar. You walked in there and you felt almost immediately like you could be part of the community. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'd say it 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 feels like Fat Lil's. It feels... It also feels a lot like um uh you know when we saw paul simon in hyde park it was that it was uh, that level of reverence yeah that we had for the musicians yeah i mean as we're walking into to mars bar david and i are having kind of a slightly banterous argument about the fact that i'm convinced that it's also st andrew's day i'm trying to remember <laughs> on the way to to worcester who what who saint's day is yeah. i'm like is it st david's which is the welsh one or is it st andrew's which is the scottish one is one of those or is it another one? But then why would I know if it was another one? Because that would be out of the realms of... And it's not St. George's Day. That's very clear. And uh, we're arguing. You're like, I don't think it is. And you flat down don't believe me that it's St. Andrew's Day. So we go into the bar. Um, free entry. Straight. No one... There's a, there is a ticket booth, which is clearly yeah. on and yeah. been occupied, but no one there. Still there yeah. We go straight through into the bar. And I go to the actual bar to get drinks. And you find a table. Yeah. And when I'm at the bar, I'm greeted by a man in a full kilt yeah. and a hat. <laughs> and he he's done up to the nines in Scottish gear. Yeah. And he's trying to buy his friend at the bar a whiskey. And the guy at the bar says, oh, I'm not going to have a whiskey yet. I'll have a whiskey as my last drink because I can't have a whiskey now because I'll get too carried away. And this guy says, oh, come on. It's Andrew's day, you know. But he says it in a really strong Midlands accent. Like, he's yeah. not remotely Scottish by his accent at all. So I'm like, you've got Scottish heritage, as have I, as have plenty of people. But you're taking this very seriously. Yeah. But I felt vindicated. Yeah. Um, well, and so I came back from the bar with two pints of, uh, of beer. Well, I had a bottle of alcohol-free beer. Um, David had a lager. And told David about this man at the bar. And I don't think you even <laughs> believed me then. No, uh, but it does make sense that they're all drinking whiskey because whiskey is the backbone of this city. A lot of whiskey drinkers and whiskey definitely is. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. got a it's a, got a warm place uh, in the cockles and hearts yeah. of uh, cockles. Cockles in hearts. Cockles. Yeah. So Maybe, so yeah. as we as we go in, there's people playing, and we can tell that they're, they're yeah. pretty good. And there's a singer up who's, who's a great voice. Yeah, we both sat down and went, "Oh my god, these guys are amazing." Yeah, uh, and then that kind of didn't let up really for my season we were just not watching, at all like person after person we were like but the band especially this house band just phenomenal are all uniformly insane musicians there was a guitarist who just changed genres like the lead guitarist yeah so effortlessly like i i was like you must have a massive pedal deck no i just had like three or four pedals like just the standard kind yeah. of and and he could play in any style and solo in any style. Even when the style or the choice of song didn't require a solo, he gave it one. Yeah. And everyone was like, well, I don't think you need to do this. I was like, well, no, you absolutely need to do this because you are on a par with... I just... I I, I, I don't know. What, like, is he straddling? Like, I, yeah. Like, yeah. Just phenomenal, like, speed and... and like shredding ability but also he could play the blues he could play metal yeah. he could play rock he could play pop he could play punk 
phenomenal. And the bassist, again, was all over it, all over it. Drummer, solid as a rock. I thought the snare was a bit flabby, but you can't blame the gear. No. You know, I mean, really solid. And then, yeah, there were young people that got up that were like, clearly like 17, 18-year-old teenagers, you know, uh, mullet haircuts, um, yeah. kind of cool, like slightly gender-bending kind of yeah. style. Like, you know. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're talking about one, one girl in particular that had... Uh, a, a mullet and like kind of androgynous. Yeah, yeah, um, uh, absolutely. Yeah, one particular young person who, who again just, just stuck out from yeah. the, you know the crowd a bit. You'd notice if you saw her again. Absolutely. Um, and um, we and uh, then older guys got up. Yeah. Um, one of which looked exactly like Jim Owen, the comedian. Yeah. And now some of you might not know who Jim Owen is. If you don't, you should. He's a wonderful, basically one-liner comedian. But better than that, like he does, he does more than that. But um, he's fantastic end of shows every year. Yeah. Um, he's done live at the Apollo and stuff like that. He's, yeah, you know, right. yeah, but, he went, yeah, yeah, uh, but, but yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he looked, a very, he very funny. Jim Owen's exact face, but hair. Whereas Jim Owen doesn't have hair. Yeah, yeah, um, true. Uh, and and he was called Jeffrey. Mm-hmm. And Jeffrey uh, uh, wasn't particularly great, but but he had a sold lot of it well, and he yeah. sold it very well. Um, he he looked like. Um, a kind of an accountant whose wife left him for another accountant with a bigger car. Yeah, and he, I think Jeffrey was really singing out that his blues, his real life blues, like he was singing from total from the heart. Yeah, he was purging something deep, yeah. and that performance kind of blew me away. Even though he wasn't, as you say, the best vocalist no. in the world, but he just kind of really lent into it. I thought this is great, man. This yeah. is fantastic. Um. um now, uh, at one point, and I don't think I've ever seen this happen at an open mic in a bar before, uh, the entirety of the band changed. Yeah. And a whole other full band yeah. got on uh, stage uh, to do one Metallica cover and then left again. <laughs> Which was quite surreal. It was really good. What was it? It was a famous one. Um... Uh, yeah, I can't remember. But... Oh, it all come to me. But it was, yeah, by, by which time it won't be important anymore. Yeah. But, um, it was uh, oh, it it they it was again again Metallica not easy you know right. James Hetfield one of the fastest down pickers in the world like it, and and this guitarist was all over it yeah even though he was playing this, the other guy's Telecaster yeah um the bass player looked like he actually was in a metal band yeah um and yeah Animal drummer was again pff, just hardcore going for it and the singer like. When you said the whole band changed over, not only did the whole band change over, but you went to the loo yeah. at the end of the last song. Yeah, when I you did. came back, yeah. they still hadn't started playing yeah. yet. Not just because of the of the equipment changeover and all that, but because he wasn't happy with the tone of the guitarist's, the guitarist's tone. Yeah. So he just kept saying to the sound man, he was like, oh, Ari, can, can you make this sound a bit like more metal? Can we make this a bit yeah. more metal? More metal, please. This guy was fantastic. Yeah, Mikey. Mikey. Mikey was his name. Um, I'll tell you why we know his name uh, in a bit, but Mikey was one of these slightly ageless people, in the sense that not not he's not a classic. Um, <laughs> in the sense that he he could be twenty, he could be forty five, anywhere in that scale. Yeah. I have no idea. But he had he had like long kind of hair and this youngish energy. He had the mascara Look, and a bandana, Adamant, but also yeah. quite a large bald patch. And I yeah. don't like you know I've got a bald patch. We've all got, you know we're all we're all receding in, in in some sort of in some ways. But I but I but I didn't th- he couldn't be twenty. Yeah. With that 
with and really committing to the long hair. And he had like another bandana out of his pocket. Yeah. You know. I I don't know if we ever spoke about that, but I really enjoyed the fact he had one bandana on and another bandana in the pocket. Yeah. He's but, the type of guy he would have had like a wallet chained to his belt loop. Yeah. Yeah. Um but but this was now. Yeah. Not yeah. So. yeah. But you know what? He sang really well, and like he, it, he was obviously he knew a lot. Of, a lot, every, it sort of felt almost like a local celebrity. Yeah, a lot of the young uh, girls we mentioned before, the younger lot who were kind of dancing around, kind of carefree. They seemed to really know him and like him, and um, and uh, he had this guy, oh, rock and roll, just that guy in a pub. You yeah. know, every there's always one in yeah. a pub that you kind of grew up in. Yeah. There was that guy. You're like, why do they like him? He's a dick. And he, yeah. <laughs> because he's older yeah. uh, and they're interested in men, they don't realise that that person, in terms of a man, is actually a child. Yeah. Uh, but he looks older than the men you're, than the teenage boys your age. Um, and that is because he is older and but, but has never changed. Like, I think he still works in Our Price, even though Our Price doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I think he still lives with his mum. Yeah. I, I think he's still, you know, fighting to keep it going. Yeah. And kind of living that dream. And I don't criticise him for that, you know. Maybe Worcester's answer to, uh, like, the whole, the, they, they still confused. Is it? Um, oh, yeah. Uh, they, they keep all getting right, younger. All right, all right, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They keep Probably getting younger. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I keep getting older and they just stay the same age. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That kind of yeah, yeah, attitude, much. which is potentially problematic. But I don't want to just, that's all in my imagination. I don't want to slander Mikey here. Yeah. We don't know what's going on. No. Um, I do know that when we were out in the smoking area, one of the young girls came up to him and they were having a conversation. I didn't hear the conversation. I wasn't earwigging, but I did hear one raised voice, which was, no, I do want to buy drugs, just not from you, Mikey. So, so, you know, there was obviously something going on there. Uh, Better small time weed dealing, perhaps. Um, Who knows? So, uh, the night um, started to wind to a close at Mars Bar. Yep. Uh, which was fine. We we had other places to be anyway, but not before they finished with what the um, kind of MC of the whole evening yeah. um, let us know was was their weekly customary song. Yeah, that they finish every yeah every week with, and and everyone can kind of get up on stage and yeah. and join in. It reminds me of like uh, any any um you know theatre people. You know, at the end of like a a, a theatre kind of night when everyone has a bit too much to drink, someone says, "Oh, we're gonna do rent, and I want everyone up on stage for it." You know yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. You know, um, but it was there. It was Worcester's version of that. It was. It was Worcester's version of that. And um, Jeffrey's back up there. Yeah. Uh, you know, Mikey doesn't get back. Mikey up. Doesn't I think get he's back still up. outside arguing with the lady outside. Yeah, I think the girl um, with the mullet might have been up there. I seem to remember yeah. her being around. Yeah. Um, and... The other one who had done the the B fifty twos number. Yeah. 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 They all um, get up there. They're all up there. And uh, they started playing it. And I said to Callum, oh, it's I'd Rather Go Blind by Etta James. And it, because it's what it was. It's what it sounded like. Yeah. Uh, and then the guy starts singing. Oh, oh, that's different lyrics and words to yeah. the song I know of I'd Rather Go Blind. And it turns out it's not that song at all. Turns out it is a song, as you might have already guessed, uh, called Tennessee Whiskey. Same chords, same kind of blues style. Uh, yeah, same tempo. Same tempo. Quite a big song. I, I was like, I don't know why I know this song. It could just be because I've heard it in the pubs or something like that. And I, But I knew the chorus. But it's also the type of chorus you think you know anyway. Because it's such a kind of good hook. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I don't yeah. even know if I did. But I 
looked it up and it said Chris Stapleton had a massive hit with it. And obviously yeah. you've heard the dulcet tones of Chris Stapleton, country music, uh, CMA award winner, you know, huge yeah. kind of country music star. Um, he had a kind of big hit with it. So that kind of pushed it back into the public eye. Yeah. Odd though that this jam night have a tradition of closing with it, given yeah, that the jam nights is the oldest jam night in Worcester. It's it's allegedly the oldest jam night in the UK, as they profess, at 20 years. Which <laughs> so I, that doesn't I feel like enough, does it? I challenge I that. I feel there have been more, but, yeah. long, there have been longer jam nights in the UK than 20 so. years. But still, 20 years ago, yeah. you know, you've been singing I mean, Tennessee Whiskey at the end of every jam night my, for 20 years. My mum used to run a music club in the 60s, early 70s in North Devon, and I'm almost certain they had jam nights. Yeah. So... Well, that I'm would have been more than 20 years. Pretty sure that was more than 20 years ago. I'm pretty sure the late 60s was, early 70s was more than... I've got to get ago. some more stories out of your mum about that. I mean, stories of like Hawkwind staying over the night. Oh, all, all that, yeah. I would have loved to have heard Hawkwind's rendition of Tennessee Whiskey. Yeah. No, but, well, they yeah. didn't have to do that because that's only this part. It's not every jam night you have to end with Tennessee Whiskey. Yeah. I like that. I like that if that was the thing, though. Maybe we'll start a tra- trend. Uh, But they were missing a keys player. <laughs> they, they were the band said on the mic he went oh by the way if you want to get up and join sing uh or you know we need a keys player get up there it's just b flat and a b flat and a major which of course are the lyric chords to also i'd rather go blind yeah um and so and that was uh, that wasn't it <laughs> so someone got up and joined them i did yeah i did i had two alcohol free beers at that point so I thought I'd better get up and uh, do it. So I did. Stuck the Hammond organ button on and played. It was very nice. Uh, yeah. It was a gentle, nicely, easily mixed into thing. And it was good. I had a little jam with them and uh, closed out the evening yeah. with them. It was weird that not one of them on that stage ever acknowledged your existence or that you were there. No. That was... But that they invited was... a keyboard player up. I did. They invited a keyboard player. You did. No one acknowledged you. Looked. You... Also, no one in the audience seemed to be aware that you were there as well, which was strange. I mean, it was almost yeah. like they'd been told not to uh, notice you. Like, like I wasn't meant to be seen. Yeah. But at the same time, you uh, you, you knew I was there. I, I knew, knew I was there. there. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure I was there. I'm pretty sure you were there. Um, in fact, you have a picture of me, don't you? Picture yeah, I've got a video. So anyway, that happened. It was quite nice. Uh, I did feel connected with them, despite the fact that none of them looked directly at me. Um, I don't know. Maybe I took the piss. Maybe when they said, "Come up and play keys," they they were only talking to the locals. Maybe they were just talking to yeah, Mikey. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so uh, not that we have any evidence at this point that Mikey can play anything, mind you, because he was just the lead singer. He had no instruments with him, which yeah. is uh, a weird thing to specify right now. But you'll see why. Uh, so then we head on to our next stop. Just you a little thing more about Mars Bar. Yeah, just one one little thing. If you aren't going to be in uh, Worcester and you're thinking of going to some live music, you can uh, see Fred Zeppelin playing Mars Bar on uh, 16th December. Good uh, um, tribute to Led Zeppelin. I mean, uh, you, wrong Jovi. Um, you should not be plugging uh, another Led Zeppelin tribute. As a very good friend of ours is responsible for one of the. Yeah, uh, but it's all in the yeah. name, isn't it? It's all in the name. Fred Zeppelin. I think they I think they deserve it for that. Stanley D. That's a Steely Dan tribute. Stanley D. Right, yeah. Wrong Jovi. Which wrong, is Wrong Jovi. I've good. actually heard of I think they're quite well known. Stereosonics. Stereophonics. Right. right, look. That's not look, different look, enough, is it, that one? Look, look. I've I think the stereophonics are great. I think 
you know, not enough education to perform is an excellent album. Yeah, brilliant. Does anyone in the world love, love Stereophonics enough to go and see a Stereophonics tribute band? That no. seems odd. Other than that to go, to be but, to be well, presumably the singer has was born with Kelly Jones' voice, right? And yeah, went, well, I guess this is all I can do yeah. with my life now because yeah. that's I've got his voice. But then if you went and saw it, and you went, this doesn't really sound like Kelly Jones. That like, would be weird. It would be there'd be literally no reason yeah. because they're not. Yeah, you can you can see them for a fifteen quid in yeah. like <laughs> like a Carling Academy or whatever they're called now. Uh, my favorite one though, my favorite uh, tribute band that's playing. Uh, on the 30th of December is Take the Fifth. Who do you think they are a tribute to? Take the Fifth. Um, I, I don't know. No, it's The Clash. Of course it is. Oh, okay. What's that got? I mean, brilliant. Brilliant. Uh, they're also supported by the big Stacys, who we all Excellent. love. So I just think it's important, you know, to give a shout out to Mars Bar. They brought us a lot of joy. That evening, they they've been running the longest in the uh, whole of the UK. In the whole of the UK, the longest jam night in the whole of the UK for twenty years. It's amazing. Um, it's amazing. But the quality of musicianship was phenomenal. No one had ever thought of uh, of doing any kind of live music get together before two thousand and two. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Um, so we then uh, return to our trusty itinerary. Yep. We go. Where's next? We are off to Monroe Bar. Monroe's. Um, Monroe's was called Monroe's Cellar Bar, wasn't mm-hmm. it? Um, Monroe's Cellar Bar, yeah. Which kind of like, when you walked in, I was like, oh, is it a little cocktail bar, like underground? And there was kind of a, you know, a, a bouncer on the door who seemed very friendly and nice. Yeah. Um, there were two, I, I think, maybe homeless people. I don't know. Two people who didn't look very well mm-hmm. on the steps outside. Yeah. Which could have been a clue. But then yeah. they were never in the bar. No, they weren't. So I, I, maybe they were just taking a little rest. But no, um, we walked now, down into the bar. Yeah, I wish I could tell you what my first impressions of the bar were and, and what it looked like and yeah. the general ambience of the of the venue. Uh, sadly, I can't because what we walk into is the middle of a bar fight. I mean, like so a bar fun. fight from a western film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it was. It was like Clint Eastwood had winked at the wrong lady or something. It Everyone was, the... was involved, but there were two main protagonists. Yeah. Uh, one was a gentleman of about, I would say, not even exaggerating, about six foot seven. Yeah. I mean, he was yeah, um, huge. Definitely over Very six Very tall. Bean pole. Uh, and he was wearing a an old Russian Cossack's hat. Yeah. So we referred to him as Cossack, as yeah. you would. And we'll continue to do that just so that yeah. you know. You know what the characters are called as you, yeah. as you meet them. Cossack. Sorry, people, people. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, and so he Cossacks seemed, there. He seems to be having a fight with um, a sort of a middle-aged gentleman. Uh, looked quite hard, kind of bald head, goatee beard. Looked a bit like a. He looked like he was like an ex-strongman. Yeah, you know, yeah. probably did world's strongest man in the nineties. Beautiful grey coat. Yeah, well dressed, well very presented, well dressed. pretty sober. Yeah. Um, very, very upset, yeah. and was threatening to punch this man if he didn't leave him alone. Yeah. And Cossack seemed to be quite, like, quite aggressive. And I was like, yeah. if this guy hit, hits you, you're going you're down. Going like, yeah. You are yeah. skinny as a rake. Yeah, so yeah, he's tall, but he was very, very skinny. He's yeah. very thin. Um, Emaciated. Oh, well, oh, okay, gosh. Yeah, I mean, he, maybe he has, yeah, maybe that's an issue of his. Mm. Um, but he can't have been, yeah, the healthiest man in the world. Very thin. Um, 
although it is difficult isn't it to stay to stay at your weight when you're that tall that's so you, you probably have to eat like you know, you have to eat a true. lot of meals a day um but i don't know why he thought he could take on this guy but i thought if he hits him it's all going yeah he's gonna die um luckily he didn't hit him the problem was resolved with the help of about 12 other men yeah I, with, well w- specifically without the help of the yeah. 12 other men they just all got involved and all kind of yeah. started making noise and um eventually the bouncer came through and had a kind of chat with them and then she had a chat yeah. with the bar lady yeah who um even though this kind of argument was going on at the end of the bar still wasn't serving anyone until it had yeah. been kind of dealt with maybe yeah there seemed um, to be reluctance to to serve anyone which continued in the rest of the night <laughs> the rest of our, our time there was there yeah. was a reluctance to serve anyone yeah um i mean it was quite difficult to serve people because all of their taps were off yeah so every single one of their taps were off yeah um there was one little jar that had a little surprise shot in it yeah um and you being adventurous yeah like, oh it, i'll have that yeah i i it said uh secret surprise shot don't ask us what's in it or something on the label so i said what's in that yeah and she said no got me the label yeah I said, okay and so i had it and it was fine i don't think there was any alcohol in there <laughs> you didn't really like it uh, no it. it was fine um oh we should also say by the way that when we got in there one of cossack's friends mm. was um the girl with the bullet yeah which i'm still From Mars quite Park. confused at how she beat us there because i'm pretty sure she was still there oh we, we definitely left. left before her yeah but she, she was in the bar already. Was in the bar already. Uh, kind of defending Cossack, kind of saying, leave it, don't worry yeah. about it. But she was the first person we saw when we walked in. We went, yeah. oh God, well, this is maybe yeah. what happens. You know, yeah. maybe they all come out of Mars Bar and go to 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 Monroe's. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I made that assumption. Well, but... I tell you why you made that assumption. Because we saw her. We then saw someone who we thought was Jeffrey, but then we... Jim Owen, yeah. G- yeah, uh, Jeffrey. Jeffrey Jim Owen. Yeah. Uh, and then realised uh, that it was he was about 30 years younger yeah and but, so that oh, must be his son because it was identical it yeah was identical and he was sitting on his own well he was standing up when we saw him and then he was sitting round the corner from wherever we were in the bar and i yeah. say wherever we were because whenever we changed he be- was he, round the corner just out of sight on his yeah, phone yeah yeah and yeah. we'd just come in no to shot every now and again and then go the back out around a, a corner so i don't know why yeah but um he popped up whenever whenever yeah he wanted to mention clearly um we, we also knew all the taps were off because of a conversation with two other landlords i think yeah slagging off the landlord of monroe's for being a cheapskate to the barman of barwoman yeah. of monroe's for the fridges about the fridges not being very good and i was yeah. like well that's not why all the taps are off is yeah, it yeah yeah that doesn't seem to but it doesn't matter it's still quite a nice bar and it is like an underground cellar bar yeah and and there was a picture of Marilyn Monroe on the, the POS, the service, yeah. the till. And then also uh, uh, a handkerchief uh, that was framed. Uh, and the handkerchief had written on it, Hollywood is a place where they'll pay you a million dollars for a kiss and 50 cents for your, for your soul. soul. Which I remarked is uh, a lyric in Smash. So it must be Marilyn Monroe. So... Quote probably a marilyn monroe quote so you could say it was a marilyn monroe monroe's bar yeah right it, themed bar yeah but, but nothing it else in apart there. from those two things nothing else in there would give you that impression the picture on the till and and a cryptic clue yeah yeah to something that marilyn monroe must have yeah. said I, I, 
uh, to this day, I still don't think it was a Marilyn Monroe theme bar. No. Which is a strong thing to say of a bar called Monroe's. Monroe's with two items. With two Marilyn Monroe's. Monroe's but to not enough Monroe. to convince no, it's me. It's still that not that's, enough, yeah. Um, it's not enough. Uh, now, speaking of uh, screen uh, icons. <laughs> we we need to talk about someone in particular that was at Monroe's bar. Um, we don't know their name, but I I don't even know if they have a name. I think they transcend. I don't think they have a name. Things like we called things. her Robbie Coltrane. We did that was slightly unfairly, perhaps. Well, obviously Robbie Coltrane died very recently, so you know, mad props to him. Cracker, loved that as a kid. Um. And I probably shouldn't have been watching it as a kid, actually. It was quite dark. That's true. Quite brutal. That's true. I shouldn't have been doing lots of things as a kid. But he's a very good actor, Robbie Coulter. Obviously more than Cracker, you know. Yeah. Um, but no, she, she she had the sort of gravitas of... of uh, Unface. Unface of Coltrane. Or uh, Carol Ann Duffy was the other person. Oh, my God. No, yeah, that was it. That yeah. is. So, this is important. She, So, you know... D- did you read Carol and Duffy at school? Did yeah, you have course. to? Did you read The World's Wife or yeah. any of that stuff? So like yeah. Mrs. Icarus and yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. two lines witty about, or Mrs. Lazarus about yeah, yeah. how traumatic it was when he came back to life. Mrs. Herod or he, you know, he's yeah. not a very good lover. All these kind of, you know, and and there was a picture on the NQA thing of yeah. Carol and Duffy or on the book World's Wife as a picture on the inside of the author, and you go, yeah, it looks like Carol and Duffy, but. If you just read Caroline Duffy and then imagined what you think she looks like, <laughs> it's a bit like that, but more like this woman. This woman looks exactly how you'd imagine Caroline Duffy to look if you'd <laughs> never seen a picture of her but only read her poetry. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, saying that, I'm now going to say some things about this woman that might be a little unfair and presumptive. And also, not just to her, but also to Caroline Duffy. Yeah. But again, not casting a judgment on Caroline Duffy, how she actually looks or what she's like in her life. She you know, could be very happy. But if you just read her poetry, you'd think she looked like this woman because she was incredibly sad mm. and mute. Mm. She was at the bar and she looked, she had this kind of thousand yard stare, which is difficult in a place that is only about five square feet. And the, the landlords, remember, I was telling you about the landlords yeah. who were having a chat about the cheapskate bar. I remember that conversation because the, the, that other landlord of the rival bar, who was a bit drunk himself, said, oh, you, well, you better serve this one before she falls over. And I thought, well, why? Why? Are you saying that she's she's drunk? Mm. Too drunk to serve, so you better serve her? Or are yeah. you saying she's tired of waiting? So you better serve her. But also, don't serve her. Clearly, she's hammered. Yeah. Especially when she then went to open her mouth and tried to say Newcastle. Yeah. I.e. Nuki Brown Ale. Mm. And she just said new... Nuke. And then the bar lady eventually went, oh, Newcastle Brown Ale. Yeah. Uh, And I remember all of this because I was looking at it because we'd been there longer than she had. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And then she hovered in into the peripheral like a sad painting. <laughs> so drunk she couldn't speak, got a bottle of beer and went and sat promptly down in the middle yeah. of the bar. You and I then get our drinks. Yeah, we sit down. Oh, we opposite. sit down. No, other side of the bar. Other, other side of the bar. Round the corner from young Jeffrey. Yeah. Not actual Jeffrey, but younger looking Jeffrey. Yeah, his son. 
Yes, we called it Jeffrey's son. Yeah, maybe that's clearer for you as well. We'll call it, keep it as Jeffrey's son. And we're looking at. I look round for some reason. I think. Do you notice it first, or do I notice it first? No, or we you, just notice you, it. You, you know, I think I was trying to talk to you about something, <laughs> and you were just transfixed, or and you just went, "I'm sorry." But I, I, I can't stop looking at that light. And then I looked and completely understood what you meant. It was a real moment of beauty in this. You know, we'd walked into this bar. It was ragtag, a couple of characters from the other place. But there was a fight breaking out. There was a, a girl kind of slumped in the corner in a cocktail dress surrounded by guys in tracksuit bottoms. There was yeah. a pool game that was getting out of hand yeah. and balls flying over the place. Uh, oh, the Mikey, bar didn't work. Mikey turned up. Mikey turned up in the middle of it with a guitar on his back. Yeah. That, that he, he had played at Mars Bar. played at Mars Bar. Yeah. So I was like, why are you carrying around a prop guitar? Yeah. So then we became aware that actually, yeah, he, it was an empty case that he I, stuffed I, I to also, look like a musician. I also just want to interject because it is important and we'll probably keep reminding you of this. It, it is a city. It is a city of 103,000 people. Yeah. It is a city of about 60-odd bars. Yeah. So already we're thinking it's quite strange that, like, oh, three, yeah. four, five people that were in the previous bar now in this bar, but we're like, oh, well, it's maybe they're the only two places open at this time on a Wednesday night. By now, it's gone midnight, Um, you know, in the middle of the week. Um, maybe, maybe that's why. Yeah, aren't many places to go. But we, we kind of, and you know, we're five minutes away from from the bar. It's not been a long walk, so obviously it's somewhere late to go. Okay, that's why there are people that we've met in and know about in the previous thing. Yeah, he walks in, is greeted like an old friend by everyone, including loads of people who weren't there at the bar. And Cossack, Cossack knows him. Interesting. I'm thinking, oh, I hope Mikey doesn't get involved in this fight with this big ex bodybuilder because he's massive. Yeah. He just looked like a shaped like a kind of yeah. like a potato, solid man. Yeah, solid man. Anyway, all of that kind of that was happening. Fate, and then it... You know, you know, like those, like in films when they're like suddenly like the volume will fade down and yep. like the lights will kind of go down on everything else to highlight a person in particular. Yeah, like uh, like or like the sea or like the PC of people apart and there'll be someone there that you know that that kind of thing. Like she's seen something across the room like like uh-huh. the young like the in the OC where I don't know yeah. imagine her seeing her boyfriend kiss someone else. Yeah, 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 yeah. Music fades and, in. Yeah. Everyone and else fades into almost slow-mo. So so because you're focusing the audience single attention tier. on the thing you want them to see, right? So that's what happens in real life at this moment when uh Carol Ann Duffy is uh, taken Callum's uh, gaze because she is so incredibly lit. But there is just this... I've never seen lighting like this. Celestial a... light came out of this kind of chaos <laughs> and shined down on this woman. So you could see every inch of her face and she was just looking ahead, dead straight ahead of her, again with this thousand yard stare that could stop traffic and this sadness in her eyes she clutched this Newcastle brown ale in front of her and she barely took a sip she just stared and she was completely in a completely different place on an entirely different plane to everyone else in the bar in Worcester in the world it was beautiful and I (laughs) I think 
from a cinematography point of view, yeah, it would win awards. Yeah, just that lighting. Stuff. Yeah, it's. I will never forget it. No, it was such a strong image. Yeah, yeah, it was so strong. I. I anyway, I often think about her. <laughs> we talked about her for a while. We did. Wondered what had happened. Wonder what was going on. Maybe there was um, a breakdown. Maybe well, yeah, well, well, something. I, I, clearly we, we were meant to because the yeah. the whole focus suddenly became became about her. Um, yeah, all the all the lighting pointed us towards that direction. That's yeah. how theatre works, isn't it? And and film. Yeah, it was just stunning, stunningly lit. So yeah, so I mean, we 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 kind of eventually finished the drinks in cellar bar. Yeah. Um, and and we we thought well we better not stay too late uh, exactly. because we've got a tour tomorrow. We do. We have a tour tomorrow. So uh, we wend so... our way back through the streets from Monroe Cellar Bar back towards the street where we find our little Airbnb. And again, no one on the street at all, yeah. apart from these big Bernie men who are setting up the for the Victorian market the tomorrow. Victorian Poles not talking to each other, being very quiet about it. Yeah. But there's generators going, lights coming into play, little stalls are being set up, bits of glitter. Um, yeah. And I thought, gosh, you know, they're really going to town on this. Uh, pardon the pun, the market, you know, yeah. Victorian market. It's going to be interesting. Um, again, I kept forgetting it was Victorian market because nothing about the stalls were Victorian or look Victorian. But obviously, no. the next day, the people, the people. Well, well they weren't there. Yet at that they point. weren't there. They weren't. They, the whole the storeholders weren't there. But you know, it's a big old affair. There was a fairground. It was a carousel. Oh, that's going to be exciting. Yeah. Um, and we go back to our M B B and we we yeah. sleep well. Yeah. And then we get up the next day. We head to Waylands. We do Waylands. Great, great place named presumably after Wayland Smithers. I mean, except it's Waylands. Not Waylands. Oh, Waylands. Yeah, good point. Waylands. Yeah. Uh, I had a, an excellent breakfast. Very, very nice Ex- indeed. Very nice. I, Incredible slight, coffee. It was, yeah, it was slightly bizarre, uh, my breakfast, because I had mini, mini breaded camemberts on top of crumpets. <laughs> it was... It was, but it was absolutely a Christmas incredible. cheese pancake. Crumpet. Christmas cheese crumpet. crumpet. Yeah, they were. They, they, were, they were like French toast crumpets, but egg yeah. dipped crumpets. Yeah, yeah, they were, weren't they? Uh, with these on top, with on a bed of like Brussels sprout, crumb. Mm. like it was a Christmas yeah. thing. But it was so bizarre. But it was amazing. And I just had a, a full English, but again, very, very nice full yeah. English. Beautiful very, eggs. Very we both got coffee, which of course came with complimentary blueberry tea. Yeah. Cold, a cold, cold shot tea. of blueberry tea. Cold shot of blueberry tea with the coffee. I didn't really like it. No, I, I, it was fine. It was so weird. Yeah. But it seemed to be what happened in that place is that yeah. everyone got free shots of blueberry. Maybe it's very good for you. Yeah. Cold brew, cold blueberry. Blueberry. Cold brewberry tea. Blueberry tea. Uh, and then we went uh, off to meet Sandy. The myth, the legend that is. Sir Sandy, <laughs> can't, you can't make everyone a sir. Dame Sandra, Dame Sandra Sandy Kale, right of the British Empire. Now it's still Sir. Yeah. yeah, Sandy Kale, Sandy Kale, Sandy Kale, Sandy Kale, Sandy is Kale. Someone I'd got in touch with, yeah, several weeks before because, dear listeners, I care about you, and I thought, well, we better ensure that we have some content. Can't just swan off to Worcester. No. Exactly, and, and then just hope that you know. I mean, can't have some content. I mean, we've already been going an hour. 
and we are into the um start of the first full day uh oh yeah we're about we're approaching kind of the end of act one ish i mean if you're still listening have a break do other things or something whatever you need to do i don't know but like come back refreshed but no so i uh in my naivety naivete naivete naivety naivety Nativity. We're British. Nativity. In your nativity. I uh, was worried that we might not have enough to talk about. So I uh, got in touch with the uh, Worcester Tourist Information Board and said, look, uh, I'm sure you might not do this because why would you? Because it's Worcester. But do you do guided tours? And they were like, oh, actually, yes, we do. Sandy Kale. So level walking get in tour. touch with Sandy uh, over text. And he's like, yeah, uh, what time? Do you want to do it? I'm happy to meet you. Eight pounds each. Very, very for a two reasonable. Two-hour walking tour, private two-hour walking tour. Incredible. Incredible. Absolutely amazing. Um, um I, just say from the get-go, I loved Sandy. Yeah. I really love Sandy. Yeah. Um, big shout. I think we we gave a nice review on the uh TripAdvisor. Yes. Um, if you're ever in Worcester and you want a walking tour, go go with Sandy. Yeah. Sandy and is the one. Not just uh, not just our words. The words of uh, Charlie Cooper from This Is England as well, who was a big fan of... That's a very good point. Yeah, she told us this whole anecdote that he did a walking tour of... Yeah. Yeah, For for research. And he loved her her touring. About the Civil War. Because Worcester is quite obsessed with with the English Civil War. Well, it turns out they were very, very, you know... Well, they hid Charles II. They hid their royalist town, so they hid Charles II... Um, and there are quite a few pubs. And one, well, the the King Charles is a big pub that they said that they housed in. There's all kind of folklore around it. Yeah. Um, uh, famous for that. Also famous for glove making. Um, yeah. It was the best place in the world. Makes all the royal gloves. Yeah. All the Queen's gloves Absolutely. and all that kind of stuff. There was yeah. a, a tannery for the gloves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, um, it's also just a little side anecdote. The oldest town in the country. Well, uh, in. So Sandy likes to think. She said, I like to think it's the oldest town yeah. in the country. <laughs> no, no, oh, what does that mean? I'm not really bothered what, what you that, like. You're right? a tour guide. You're, a, yeah. you're the authority figure here. Yeah. And you're saying, I like to think. Yeah. It's, a, it's a, I like to think that we are the UK's number one podcast. Well, yeah, we are. You like to think that as well, don't you? I like you? to think that. And therefore, it's it true. is so. Uh, now, now, look, Karen is absolutely right. Sandy was excellent and brilliant. But we are going to focus on some things that 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 uh, aren't necessarily about Sandy and the tour and all the wealth of information she gave us, because some other things happened in the midst of doing this tour that uh, yeah. that that yeah. have left a, a a lasting impression, perhaps even more so than the brilliant information that Sandy gave us. Oh, yeah. Um, so we meet her outside Worcester Guildhall. Uh, which is a very, the hive of activity. Oh, the, there's so the much town. going on there. It's got its own market going on it's inside the hall. Inside the Guild Hall. There are people it, flowing in, flowing out. But also flowing in and out of like what feels like the civil service offices of like the administrative work of the city, oh, which yeah. seems to be open to the public, which I can't quite understand why that doesn't feel happening. quite fair. That no. all these people were trying to do work on their laptops. Yeah, Meanwhile, people, people were, were selling. Around by Christmas cards. There was an entire stall dedicated to glass spiders. <laughs> there was another stall. And scorpions. And well, there were a couple of arachnids of any kind. Yeah. Um, 
but I, that, that was, there was a, another stall that was uh, selling Christmas decorations. Yeah, Christmas cards. There was another stall selling clearly, clearly old games that you don't that someone want to get rid of. Yeah, like, you're not a stall. You're a car boot sale masquerading <laughs> as a Christmas stall. You know, it's a, yeah. a bit much there, but um, but you know, hey, I'm in the trade, so I notice these things. Yeah, uh, I you know I do a bit of market trading myself. Uh, we'll come come to that uh, later on. But um, I, I it was a, it was very bizarre, as you say, that this was all going on in a fully functioning, open civic center of local governance. Yeah, but nevertheless. Well, so so anyway, so yeah, so Sandy talks a little bit about the guild hall, <laughs> and she takes us up into. <laughs> into the uh what's called the assembly room which is yeah. like this large kind of ballroom uh looking yeah. uh hall at the top of the building yeah covered um, in portraits and yeah, tables covered, and covered in portraits um of of famous people such as uh other brackets windsor earl of plymouth people like him so yeah so it's sounding like someone who's not very important but what was that portrait of david Officially uh, describe it for me. Yeah, it was one hundred percent of King George. I'm pretty sure the third. It was. It was a. It was a King George because it Regency dress, and most tellingly and importantly, there was a crown behind him. So I'm like, who's missed the crown? It's got. I don't know who this could possibly be on. We'll put other in brackets. Crown winter. on the chair behind him, like, a scepter by his side. I think a dog in the corner. Yeah, and they were just like, well, we don't know who it was. But we know that they were a member of the royal. They were a Windsor, so we know they were a member of the royal family, <laughs> and they had a crown, and they they look they look a bit like a king that we know famously looks like that. But better hedge not, our bets. Hedge our bets. Call him other other Windsor. Um, so lo- lo- lots of these <laughs> strange portraits, uh, some more flattering than others. Uh, and we're in this room for this is important. We're in this room for about four minutes. Yeah. When suddenly, mm-hmm. <laughs> out of the corner of the offices, out of the corner of the offices, out of the corner of this ballroom, this working office, it was yeah, yeah. One after another. There's only two, but they did one after another. But they did, they did come in single file. There were. There was one, the and then there was another. The spirit of Christmas itself. Now, the most Christmassy Victorian image of Victorian Christmas. At, at, you couldn't scream Christmas louder than these two people that come out and what they're dressed as. The embodiment of Christmas that we all know and love. That's right. Good old jolly Uncle, Uncle Sam. Sam. <laughs> Uncle Sam. Spirit of Christmas. Not just Uncle Sam, though. Uncle Sam on stilts. And not one. Not one, but two. So, Uncle Sam. The Uncle Sam. The Uncle Sam. Two Uncle Sam. Duh. I. When I say Uncle Sam, I mean not like a bit like Uncle Sam. Like a big Uncle Sam top hat in the dimensions of the famous Uncle Sam of America. Uncle Sam needs you to go and fight the war, you know, all of that. The goatee, the grey side but like yeah he'd shaved his facial hair to look yeah. like the famous image of uncle sam, uncle sam yeah. of america the yeah. united states war monger yeah red and white striped trousers yeah the whole the whole nine yards. The whole it they were there was no doubt who they were meant to be red and white and blue from head to to toe not just head to toe but even beyond their toes 
because they were on gigantic stilts. Yeah. They yeah. were like 20. I've never seen such no, it, tall they, stilt yeah. walkers. Yeah, 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 like yeah. how they did yeah. it, I don't know. They're incredible. Incredible I've, skill. I know stilt walkers. I've seen a lot of stilt walkers. They were phenomenal. And they came out of this this municipal office, one one after another, quite rightly, as you said, one after another, and immediately snapped into character. Yeah. It was like being at a punch drunk show. <laughs> it was, <laughs> no, you laugh. It was all it a little was. closer it to was. a punch drunk show than we thought. It was. They come out and they start whittering to themselves. Oh, oh difficult, isn't it? Oh, here we are. Hello, oh, hello. Saying hello like to Chuckle, people. Chuckle Brothers S right to me. To kind me of almost that. Yeah, they were one one um, vowel away from them to me to you. Yeah, and they were they were give they were giving. What were they giving out? They were giving something out. Uh, Balloons. They were giving. They, what was it? Whilst they were in the guild hall, I don't yeah, know. I they don't were know. Bending that because there, there was a few people. Uh, in there, sort of sat in that assembly room. Yeah, was it a couple tables. of balloons? Yeah. And I thought they were bending down giving something, but yeah. And uh, and Sandy had like a weird reaction. Like, oh, like it was like, we were like, wow, what, we would have yeah, taken like, oh, aback. Here they are. Like it was like very like, like, oh, here they are. They been they do this every year. Yeah. Was it every year for the Christmas market? Like, yeah, every year. Yeah. Anyway, like d- didn't want to talk about it. And right. I'm like, two yeah. gigantic Uncle Sam's have walked out. Yeah. And I don't under and you're. You're like, oh, here they are again. And I just wanted to ask her, yeah. why are they dressed as a famous icon of America that has nothing to do with Victorian Christmas? It has nothing to do with Victoriana. No. It doesn't, <laughs> it's not even from the same era. Like, even the design of the hat would be yeah. in, it, it would yeah. it'd stick out like a sore thumb in a BBC yeah. drama. I had I had so many questions, but there wasn't time because Sandy <laughs> needed to take us down into the dungeon yeah. where all the goths get married. Yeah. Oh, it's also important uh, to note that the uh, Uncle Sam's somehow made it out of that top floor room on their stilts. Now they went into the lid. very specifically, yeah, into the lid. We didn't yeah. know that at that point. I don't think. Yeah. But we found out later that they went in the lift. Now, because they were like, oh, it's difficult to use the stairs. Yeah. Like, so it's more... How? It's harder for you to get in a lift because <laughs> the, the stilts are taller than the lift. Yeah. I don't know how I don't know how they got into that lift. No. I don't really believe they did get into that no, lift. No, I don't really believe they But did. I know that they didn't take the stairs. Yeah. yeah. So they yeah. went through some special Yeah. Some route. Somehow they left. By the way, this was at 20 past 12, and that is important. Nothing's not important, Mister. Yeah. Nothing. Don't take anything for granted. Every important. detail. Twenty past twelve. Uh, so yes. Sandy don't don't listen. Up. Don't worry about yeah. the Uncle Sam. Sandy don't says worry. they're here every yeah. year. Got here. They are doing their Christmassy thing. It's not Christmas. Okay, fine. Don't worry about that. I'm going to take you down, and you're going to see the dungeon mm. where all the goths get married. <laughs> and we're left at the bottom of the stairs. Not an Uncle Sam in sight, obviously, because they took the lift. I'm still thinking about that. And she comes back with an old Victorian key. Yeah. It is a prop from... Yeah. It's the key you use to lock up Toad in Toad of Toad Hall <laughs> in, in Wind in the Willows. That, that's the key. It's a, clearly a yeah. paper mache made out. It's like rusted in a stylized yeah. way key. Completely. And she goes and gets that. Yeah. And she doesn't work at the hall, remember? She doesn't... She just uses a tour guide to do with the tourists, but she... She so it's not open to the public, but she takes us on our tour, yeah. and she goes down. She unlocks this huge lock, 
and then we go into a dungeon and she tells us that this is where they locked up people waiting to um be judged you know the next day they're you know in, in not in jail jail they're in in prison but they're yeah. in jail waiting for for judgment so you know there they are and babies dying and there's a model of a woman with a baby and she talks about how awful that is and there's a model of three four five men life-size like madame to swords kind of so not quite that quality but like yeah. dummies and i'm like well this is clearly set up for an exhibition yeah to, as part of the history of it so great that we're seeing it but also why is why isn't it open to the public then and why do you have to get a key to to go in it and why and she was like it's not always I can't always do this, but I can today. I'm like, well, why? Because they've got models in there. Clearly, it's a, that's what it's meant to be there for. Yeah. Otherwise, it would have just been turned into offices. Takes us through into the final room. Um, so she can sit on this bench and, you know, think about what it was like to be in jail. And she makes, you yeah. know, lots of jokes, keeps it light. And then yeah. she gets very annoyed when she sees the table. Um, table was like an old wooden yeah. desk with a little bit of a leather square in the middle. You know, like an old-fashioned writing desk. Yeah. Um, that you'd find in typically quite Victorian, actually, you know, but, but probably not that old. And uh, she gets very annoyed. Uh, and she says, oh, well, you know, they've got that table in there now, haven't they? And, like, what does that mean? She's like, well, because all the goths want to get married in a dungeon. So yeah. we've had to do that now. And she's like, I... Yeah, I... What, do... what does that mean? I've got so many questions, because all initially... Goths. When she said goths, I thought she meant like Visigoths. In like the, historic the, the, yeah, goths the context of a historical Germany, tour, you know? yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. Because she, she went, oh, you know, you know, those kids in their long black cloaks and stuff. Yeah. So many of them wanted to get married down here. They had to set it up for ceremonies. And well, so like, how many down. goths are there? How many goths are there in Worcester? How many goths are there in Worcester that specifically want to get married in a cellar? And why do they know about it? Because it's not open to the public. Why do yeah. all these goths in Worcester know that there's a cellar down there? And have such a clear picture and such a warmth towards this mysterious. Uh, they want to get married. There. Cellar basement of this guild hall. It's not even very spooky. So much so that they have invested in a table and, and got the it logistics licensed. and got licensed. Yeah, you have to license a room. Yeah. To... yeah. Utterly, utterly bizarre. She wasn't happy about it, Sandy. I don't know why. Maybe a bit of prejudice towards Goss. I mean, nobody's Maybe, perfect. Yeah. But, you know, um, she made some light jokes and then, uh, yeah. then but, we moved out of yeah. there. Then we continued on our walk, um, saw some very strange things, went into a Costa Coffee uh, and saw a death mask that's just on the wall of this Costa Coffee. Of a man who... who uh, on who, medieval death mask. Who... who Was he a royalist or anti... He was an anti-royalist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he uh, helped uh, Cromwell. Roundhead. He was a roundhead. Yeah. He helped Cromwell... Uh, find Charles or something. Yeah. Uh, pass a bit of information. And so all the townsfolk brutally murdered him. Yeah. Um, and they put a death mask, a death mask up in one of the buildings. Later became uh, a Costa Coffee. And she took us in there just to show us how yeah. proudly royalist uh, Windsor was. Yeah. Uh, uh, she, Worcester was. She took us into um, a Weatherspoons at one point. Uh, yeah, we did. Went into Weatherspoons. Shook us into another part of the King Charles. Shook us into where we Why were. did we go into the Weatherspoons? Oh, I don't really know. Was that... That... We went up... Oh, to talk about Tudor buildings. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think she just wanted to sit down. Yeah, I think she did. Um, we went into the King Charles pub to look at a... Oh, oh, what oh, looked like a well. What looked like a well, but was actually a dungeon. It was actually a dungeon. But yeah. uh, So they've got like a glass 
bit of the floor is glass you could see down into the yeah. dungeon but it was quite awkward because it was in the middle of tables and chairs where there was people sat yeah. having drinks in this pub and sadly just pushes right in the middle and so we're sort of just stood in between the family having some lunch and drinks in the Weatherspoon. She, in, yeah, in completely the, interrupted the them. She did it very amazing. She did it by yeah. the dogs. She went, yeah. oh, lovely dogs, aren't these? Oh, great dogs. It oh, I love these dogs, yeah. aren't they? And then, and then just suddenly was in there and we were in there. Yeah. And, and then you and I realised in real time that we were now interrupting these people's yeah. lunch and meal. <laughs> yeah. And then but, and made a joke about the well-being of Dungeon and there being a toy skeleton yeah. down there. Uh, and, and then that we were out of there. Yeah. It all happened very quickly, very, very smoothly. Quickly. But I, um, as long as the thing is, credit to Sandy, she prioritised our experience of the tour, which again, for us, the entire tour was cheaper than the yeah. drinks and lunch that that family yeah, had spent yeah, their, yeah. their time on. So very that's true. the main um, thing. We went through a shopping centre where we were briefly in uh, a scene from Love Actually. Which was that was so weird. We turned a corner into this shopping centre, which looked quite big. And, yeah. and there were loads of shops and... Uh, and there was a choir of children singing quite angelically. It was beautiful. Yeah. It was really beautiful, and there was some kind like of fake reindeer and a scene, and kind of a young choir director like bringing the kids along. And yeah, it I was said very this is like a scene from a rom com, didn't I? Yeah, it was amazing. And then we turned a corner, um, and and every, everyone is like in full Christmas, like obviously it's quite cold. Yeah. So scarves and hats are pretty normal. Yeah, yeah. Like we're wearing scarves and hats of various kinds you know you're wearing a big overcoat but everyone's wearing like a christmas themed hat or scarf like not just winter but they're like full-on going they dressed for the christmas market yeah yeah um like star spangled banners (laughs) no um, no no uh uh, uh, puritans no they brainwashed the the uncle sam the sam's uncle statue of liberties like Uh, all the christmas (laughs) stuff all the christmas stuff yeah But they were, and then we turned a corner, and then we talked about black pears for a long time. Mm, I forgot about the black pears. If you don't know, Worcester has an emblem, uh, and it's quite known for having quite a lot of orchards with black pears on them. Uh, And uh, Sandy is not a fan of the black pear. They're they're very bitter. They're very hard. She didn't. She was pretty disgusted by them. Yeah, she said they were so hard that soldiers used them as a weapon, Mm. which I don't really believe. But because it's a type of little thing that Sandy would slip in there as a bit of a joke, but. Yeah. You know, um, I, I don't really believe. But apparently, um, I think, was it Queen Anne or someone who said, oh, no, you should have these? Yeah, I think so. Why not? It's one of the Dutch ones. Yeah. Um, I don't know anything about history, so anyway, every time we get into this, I just piss off David by saying something horrendously inaccurate. It's it's like when someone uh, gets no, Star Trek the... and Star Wars confused. I do that with all the yeah. kings and queens. No, I mean, one of the Dutch ones is fair. She was Mary's sister. She so... was? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I'll lose connection there. Um, so yeah, we talked about pears for what seemed like forever, and they're on the emblem of this shopping centre because it's so important to Worcester. Uh, but Sandy doesn't like it, and she's not happy that it's part of the emblem. Then she told us about how she used to collect hops as a child, uh, but d- doesn't anymore. Um, oh yeah, I, that was a little story as well. You've um, you've remembered much more than I have about the Sandy Cow experience. And then we kept on walking through the shopping centre, and and it became apparent the shopping centre was exactly that long. Like I, ca- I thought, oh, there are other parts of the shopping centre we'll come back to later. But no, because we come back to the shopping centre later on. Yeah. And it's exactly as long as the walk that we took with Sandy cutting through to get to the other part. Yeah. Like, there's no upstairs part of it. No. There's no... There's n- there's just six shops, four of which are independent. Mm-hmm. One of them was Claire's Accessories. Yeah. And 
that the whole of that walkthrough is that shopping center. It was just that was it. It was all there yeah. was there. Yeah. I ju- it I cannot be commercially viable. <laughs> it cannot. <laughs> it was very clean, very fresh, very modern. Looked like it had been built yesterday. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe it had. Been. Maybe it had. So we come out of that. Um, where do we go next with Sandy? We go on to uh, um, uh, we talk a little bit about uh. The Butcher's Street, yeah, um, which was called, uh, b- b- began with a B, you can't remember. No. Um, we talked a lot about wordplay. We talked a lot about um, the fact that quite a lot of the, the kind of streets were named street. after that. It was Punch Street, Pump Street. Pump Street. Pump really Street, that was because there was a pump at the yeah. end. Um, yeah, uh, so I mean, there were all sorts, lots about the, the tannery with the leather for the gloves and um, pot to piss in. Do you remember all that? It was yeah. Because if you were piss poor... Um, yeah, that was because you were selling your urine to the yeah, tannery. You get talk, a penny. She talks were... about urine a lot. We spent the majority of the tour talking about urine. Yeah. And all we wanted to talk about was why it's the Uncle Sam's the spirit of Christmas. Sam, in this one. The minute it happened, the rest of that tour, all three of us couldn't stop the thinking about that. Gang, but why were there Uncle Sam's on stilts? And why was that <laughs> normal? Why is everyone okay with this? <laughs> just, just, they oh, there they are again. Yeah. And refuse to acknowledge that it's Christmas and not. Also, Fourth like, oh, they come every year. Like, like, like no one's like, surprised them. Like, they, 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 like, they yeah. That's a very good point. Everyone treated them as like they came as Uncle Sam's. Yeah. Whereas in my head, they were local men who had changed into no, the Uncle I, Sam's no, costume. No, I, I think they're they I don't think they're still because I think they're that. I think that's their shape, and I think they are. They just have oh, really Sam's, long legs. I don't think they're anything no, else. That's, that's their. That's, that's their, what they are. That's what they are as entities. Yeah. And they go from town to town. Yeah. Over December, spreading because Christmas they were never cheer. out of character because they came no. through a door. And also, like they weren't there to entertain the guild hall. It was very no. clear that they were in the guild hall to get ready. Yeah. For doing whatever they were going to do outside. Yeah. As part of the fair. So yeah. it's not like what. So why are they already in character coming out? Of the, that was all racial. Anyway, I'm like. It's impossible not to get dragged back into the Uncle Sam's. We're gonna we're gonna come back there later. So for now we can move on. But we we eventually uh, had a walk with Sandy through the town down towards the river, um, and talked a little bit about the fact that there were 150 swans, a huge yeah. swannery on the river. Yeah, Never very, seen very so many swannery. swans in yeah. my life. Um, and she talked a little bit about the Millennium Fountain, and then she said, "Oh, I'm gonna finish the tour now. Uh, now I'm walking up." the road yeah um and then we did walk up the road and then obviously with her to yep. get back to the town center as yep. we had another like five minutes of the tour yeah um learned a little bit about the local private school they yeah. were all wearing suits all kids. like not suits as in like uniform they were wearing just like suits. men's business suits yeah, but they're all 14 suits, yeah. it was really weird yeah it's yeah, like when you see good. loads of people come out of downing street but they're all wearing suits yeah. i'm like oh okay fine maybe it's just worcester college is a big deal yeah um i think it is it's, it's one of the top ones isn't it um it was also where King John used to come and uh, It's where King John's buried. Yeah. He King was buried there buried because he loves to hunt there so much. So. Um Yeah, one of the very few kings buried outside of uh, Westminster. Yeah. Um so uh yeah, that was that was the tour. Very, very fascinating. Yeah. Very, very Uncle Sam. And <laughs> um it was the Uncle Samiest tour I've ever had. It was the most you. Uncle Sam I really had the spirit of uh, Americana within me, which is that's what I want. The tree spirit of Christmas. When it, when it comes to Victorian Christmas market. Um, the tree spirit of Christmas. Yeah, you, know, you gather around the tree and sing the American National Anthem. And everyone, you know, cuts their beard into the shape of a little Uncle <laughs> Sam's little beard. Uncle Sam goes, yeah, it's a beautiful time. 
so uh, we then uh, went off to the uh, art gallery and museum of yeah. Worcester. Um, that... We were specifically excited about the Liam Perrins uh, display we were. because Sandy said, "Oh, have yeah. you heard of Worcester Dish Resource?" So, oh yeah, of course we have. Yeah, yeah, was... Of course we yeah. have. And she went, "Have you got some on your table?" Uh, you know, have you got some, have you got some at home? You know, where yeah. you're staying? And we we're like, no, like no. And she was like, oh god, you've got to get some then. And we were like, does she? And then she started no, so, to. It was so, weird. so I, I, I appreciate this because I, I have done and continue to do a lot of a lot of tour guiding as a, a kind of side hustle. Um, and I know that you get very, very. Used, it is very rare that you guide for other british people yeah so you and you do get into a kind of habit of a pattern and you learn it becomes like a script like a show mm-hmm. um so you think yeah, was... so i think there were moments on that tour where she just slipped into that being so used to talk to international yeah uh guests that does make sense and she did talk a lot about when she had german or french yeah. Yes, she. I think she had a bit of a problem with the Germans and the French. Actually, I will say one thing: it was a slight undercurrent of xenophobia coming from Sandy. I, but I think very much in the spirit of a royalist town, not her person. Yeah, and 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 also, I mean, well, you know, work, working with a lot of other guys, that that is, like, it's a. There is a. Uh, I don't think it's a genuine xenophobia, but there is a sort of old english tour guides like to play up to that that's exactly it because the history of england is that we don't like the french and we don't like the germans and of course if you're talking about you know medieval history and you know all the hundred years war and all that nonsense and you you know yeah gonna come along come across a lot it was a lot of agincourt chat you know bowman all those kind of stuff but she loved that Um, so um but yeah so that does make sense that maybe that's why she forgot that we were English for a second because yeah. she then explained to us of what Liam Perrins is good for, like putting on your cheese on top. Like, yeah, 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 everyone knows what Liam Perrins yeah. is. Having said that, you and I did expect to see a lot more Liam Perrins when we were yeah. at our breakfast, when we were uh, out and no, couldn't see a single Liam Perrins in sight. That was the Liam Perrins. That was uh Was it? Yeah. Was it really? Right. Yeah, that song was used in I just had a vision of Liam Perrins was sure dripping slow motion onto a uh, grilling cheese on toast. Yeah, yeah. And with that song playing. Gosh. Yeah. I mean, I definitely, definitely have both of those memories yeah. at some point in my in my life there. And that music as well was on TV all the time. Yeah, mad. Don't see any Liam Perrins adverts anymore, do you? No, that's very I don't true. see any adverts anymore. More okay. streaming. So, the Worcester Source Archive, as it's called. We were very excited to see. Very excited to see. Um, Mildly disappointed, really, by it. It was just a glass case of a few old bottles of Worcester Source. It was very small. Not there was a full stocked replica of a chemist's but unfortunately you couldn't see yeah it. it was locked so you couldn't you could kind of see a bit through yeah. glass doors yeah couldn't get like. in there um it seemed like most of the attention and time was taken on some kind of army exhibit mm-hmm. that isn't mentioned really in the blurb or like i Anywhere. was like this should be called the worcester military museum because yeah two thirds of the museum maybe even three quarters are just examples of different, different uniforms, uniforms throughout the ages throughout the ages not necessarily even specific to Worcester regiments, like just no. generally army uniforms from like medieval period to to modern day. Lots of stuff from wars throughout history, like from the Civil War to now, yeah. to modern day. Yeah, I don't really know why any of that existed. No, I don't. Um, but yeah, again, that was a thing. So we yeah. had a nice little wander around there. But nice some pieces about. Um, yeah, saw the, saw a, a a big fish. Oh, massive fish! Yeah, it was a sturgeon. Yeah, sturgeon. Yep. Um, 
Yeah, that was that was a fish that, that was, was good. Yeah, yeah, the, uh, yeah. The museum wasn't really a a feature of the of the trip. It Not was really. just kind of there. So we left pretty swiftly after um, learning far too much about military uniforms, and uh, and made our way to uh, the next thing we were going to do. But I don't want to talk about that yet because something odd happened on the way, and we're walking through the market. Yeah, and now we talked about Mars Bar and mm-hmm. the already this idea that Worcester breeds not just very good musicians, but very good musicians specifically in the blues style. They all seem to be all over the blues, all over they the blues, the blues and so backwards. We're walking through, back through the Victorian Christmas market, um, which is now open in full swing. Oh yeah, everyone's wearing their Victorian hats and selling things that aren't remotely Victorian. Victorian. Some of them were wearing. Um, to be honest, they're like all. Steam- you said they're all wearing their Victorian. No. hats. they were. They were quite a lot of steampunk. They were quite themed, a lot of steampunk, uh, which I'm like, okay, that's quite Victorian. Yeah. And then there were a lot of people wearing like 1920s Downton Abbey kind of. Yeah. Ma- maid servants. Yeah. I'm like, I, I think you. I think you were quite yeah. a way out. There, and actually, really. come to think of it, there's a lot of Peaky Blinders outfits as yeah. well, which is yeah. totally wrong. It's- uh, but it I wasn't... suppose it's their it's their neck of the woods, isn't it? So any excuse to dress up as Peaky Blinders, they probably yeah. But none of them oh, were dressed up as Uncle Sam, and that's their Worcester tradition of Christmas. Their, yeah, so well, I no, no, there's only two people that can do that. Obviously, oh, maybe and those that's are why. the Uncle Sam. So they didn't um, wear anything that was remotely. But yeah, through the madness and chaos and Victoriana, uh, we were stopped in our tracks. We were stopped in our tracks by uh, incredible uh, blues sound, and this is what we heard. So, we've noticed there's a lot of uh, blues music in Worcester. It seems to be the British home of the Delta Blues. For example, this is just uh, a gentleman in the street. incredible local busker playing some amazing blues also i thought but a few minutes after what you just heard there on that recording i actually looked down at his uh, case and he was selling his cds and it was then that i realized i knew exactly who this was because i own one of those cds <laughs> just bizarre this is a guy called tommy woodsmoke mm-hmm. uh, or just woodsmoke and uh, he is uh, uh, someone that has played uh, a lot in Bath, obviously my hometown, uh, and someone that my parents, my mum especially, absolutely fell in love with. Um, so much so that she bought me his album for my birthday a couple of years ago. I mean, uh, and so I was I absolutely know who this person is, but I hadn't realised at that point um, until I got a little closer, saw his name and thought, what on earth is he doing here in Worcester? Um, a local bath busker um, so that was very surreal so I said oh we've got to stop and say so we watched him play until he, gave him some he money. finished uh, gave him some money and um, and said you know oh my my mum's the best friend explained it and he absolutely knew who she was because it ended up dad had quite a because trying to actually track him down to buy this album was so yeah. they had email exchanges so I remember and said oh send them my love and he's absolutely lovely 
Um, so that was a very weird thing that I wasn't expecting to happen. Completely weird, and only really for the benefit of you. Uh, a lot of the Worcester crowd at the Christmas market had stopped. You know, Christmas Victoria market had yeah. stopped, and to, because obviously you've just heard he's amazing. Like he's yeah. an incredible guitarist, got a great blues voice. Yeah. At this point, we're like, why is everyone in Worcester not only a grade A musician but yeah. also an incredible blues musician? Yeah. But they were just like, oh yeah, nice busker. Like they, you know, they were they, they weren't that phased. Yeah. But we were like, this guy's incredible. This guy's incre- yeah. Too good to be playing in the middle of the street. Like his setup is incredible. Yeah. And has like loop pedals and you know builds whole kind of soundscapes whilst also being really true to like proper Delta kind of BB King blues like in the blues box, um, the whole time. It's a very specific guitar reference yeah. there. Um, but 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 the fact that also he had a personal connection to you and your mother in a way that no one in Worcester would have it, it was, was it utterly was, bizarre. It was very strange. It was very strange. It was like he'd been put there just for you. But he, and we nearly walked past him, but we just had to stop because he was so good. Like, you didn't recognise him because you never met him. Yeah. You just knew that... Knew, we just knew that he, we had to stop. Yeah. and And we knew that that it was worth listening to and then you were like i'm sorry i i I have to say hello to this guy yeah and explained that story it was really really bizarre absolutely uh but yeah uh have a uh uh google of him if you can um uh i don't think he's on spotify should a little check uh but he's called tommy wood smoke and the album is called i think love love like fire or love is like fire um and and it's really really well worth checking out does a particularly great cover of uh, Portishead's uh, Glory Box, which I adore. Yeah, um, I, I adore that song. Anyway, did uh, you get to the bottom of why he was in Worcester when you had your chat? Nope, no, no, no. There was no context. There was no context. But <sighs> it is weird that he wasn't it's in Bath. Yeah, yeah. It's weird. Right? Really... I don't know why he was there. Anyway, so we... that happens. That happens. We then head to, as I mentioned, our next. Uh, spot on the itinerary now uh, i'm gonna hand you over briefly to callum because callum is more obsessed about this uh excursion on the itinerary than anything else i just don't know why this was so important that you had to put it on the itinerary i think you just wanted another thing to put on the itinerary but you'd found through eventbrite googling that's 100 percent true isn't it that's exactly you were like oh i I want to type something else in my little box (laughs) i can print it off and then you can laminate it and when I take it to Worcester, oh, five minutes. Oh, oh you've got to be there. Yeah. I feel so seen. As yeah, see, that's all. That sounds like some people will recognise that as teasing, and other people will go, "What are you? What's the problem?" And if you're the person who thinks, "What's the problem?" You're a Dave person. And if you're the person who goes, "Oh yeah, deservedly teased," yeah. you know, what a burn, sick burn. Then you're obviously a Callum person. Uh, all of our listeners are either a Dave or a Callum. Oh, yeah. Never once should be the same. But yeah, let's just see who we are. Never the twain shall meet unless they're Penfolds brothers. Unless they're um, Penfolds brothers. But no, well, well, they meet on the podcast. We bring people oh, together. Yeah, that's true. But with our union, we yeah. unite literally tens of people. That's true. Much like the two Uncle Sam's did on Christmas Eve. Hey, they united m- m- more than tens of people. They they unified over 103,000 people plus us. And now we're bringing their, their story to the world. That's true. Um, anyway, where were we going? So we were going to an open, just said on the itinerary, open house, <laughs> open artist's house event. Now, open artists have they, they, things that happen quite locally, like in Crystal Palace in London. Yeah. There are quite a lot of these kind of things like, oh, we're, we're opening our private studios for you to come and have a look. And yeah. it's quite a good way of artists to you know meet punters they wouldn't normally meet. 
sell some of their work, perhaps, you know, talk about some of the classes they're doing, all that kind of thing. Yeah. I was like, but I don't know why we want to go there. We're not going to buy art. And we don't know what kind of art that is. It's just, a, it's a studio. I, I don't think it will be particularly interesting, but let's go. Fine. So I'm kind of just teasing David a bit about it. Then I put it into Google Maps and find it's like a 25 minute walk across the other side of Worcester. Yeah. And it takes us forever to get there. We have to kind of travel through the back part of a university <laughs> campus in order and then and then go round a gate what the first gate was locked and then we had to go all the way down and yeah. then up a hill in order to get there and when we got there you took one look at it and went oh i don't think we should go in here i was like well, absolutely not very I've, I've been the one saying this is a silly thing to put on my itinerary <laughs> and now we've finally got there under my Google Map direction, yeah. you took one look at it and went, well, it's going to be awkward because it's just going to be me, you, and this one other person who's in yeah. there, if anyone, and it's a very small studio. Yeah. And it'll be a bit awkward. I'm like, absolutely, you know, we have to yeah. go in there. Yeah. So eventually... No, but but why why did you think we had to go in there? I just thought it would be funny. At the time. That's at the thought. time, I just thought it would be funny. You didn't think there was any kind of deeper reason as to why... I didn't think there'd be there. any no. kind of... De- it was a very frivolous choice. Yeah. I did it literally just to make david laugh because we could have just carried on up the road yeah. and see like we you could see the studio from the outside it was yeah. a big glass window and it was a very small studio yeah. and there was uh, about four pieces of art in there yeah. Yeah. and that was it yeah um but no i was like we're going in so he, he literally had tailed behind me at this point i actually yeah. had to go in first yeah, and started looking around as if i was on my own and then yeah. eventually you kind of sheepishly came in afterwards and had a little look around and um eventually someone came up to us and said hello you know what are you doing here you know, God, oh, thanks so much for coming and visiting. We were like, we're just in the area. So what are you doing? Turns out this lovely lady, Francesca. Yeah. Who is telling us all about all her the art. artists there, yeah. She trained at Nottingham in fine art. She kind of talks a little about some of the other artists. Also, all the artists live in little hutches. <laughs> They're all in specifically <laughs> rabbit hutches. <laughs> like chipboard and, and with uh, like little, little twined chicken metal. Chicken wire. Chicken wire. That's what exactly yeah. what it is. Chicken wire. It's a hutch. They're all yeah. in hutches. And they open the little door to the hutch and there's like two or three pieces of art in there. And that's it. That's yeah. that's what it is. So we're in there for like literally maybe under four minutes, like very short period yeah. of time. Yeah. Uh, but we say hello, you know, civil and, and all of that. And she's like, where did you hear about it? And you went, oh, I just found it on the event. Right. She's like, oh, that's really good to know. You know? Yeah. Um, what yeah. else? You, you know, why are you in Worcester? And we kind of explained that we were just here as part yeah. of a kind of little... Yeah, we didn't we didn't mention the podcast from that show. No, I don't think so. I think no, we, we just, just mentioned that we were you know wanted to go somewhere for the weekend. Yeah, and picked a random place, Worcester, and uh, yeah, we decided to go. And she went, "Oh, great! You know, where are you going for? You know, if you want to know some good places for dinner, um, you should uh, you should hit up um, uh, Osler's bar, yeah. uh, Osler's restaurant." Yeah. And you no, were like, "Oh, we're going for the, yeah, that's where you'd booked a restaurant table." Yeah. And, and then she was like, "We're going to the Oil Basin later." And she went, "Oh, that's the best bar in, and that's so. the best bar in Worcester." Yeah. Uh, and then I think she even mentioned like other like oh yeah, yeah. and then you've got heroes of Monroe's if you want like yeah you know, and other like, pla- oh okay, these are all, all the places specific yeah. places that we that you picked and yeah. put on the itinerary yeah so so that was a bit weird as well but very nice and mm. thought nothing of it and we left and then walked back up uh towards the the kind of center of town yeah yeah we then uh yeah we we then went to uh have a nice little afternoon drink in Paradiddles Cafe. We uh, did very nice. Um, after the, the the drum thing, yeah, power did all. So you, um, with your with your hands playing drums, just right, left, right, right, left, right, left, left, or right, left, right, right, left, right, left, left. 
um, in different kind of stresses. So if you know um, the, the song Peggy Sue by Buddy Holly, all the drums, are, that's a paradiddle all the way through. Kind of a rudiment of a, of drumming. You didn't need to know any of that, did you? No. No, but that's what you know. Quite cool because it's for like, oh, it's a drummer's bar, and I feel like yeah. you picked it because you thought I might like it. I did, yeah. I did. And they had a lovely chat with the um, with the barman who made me a cup of tea yep, and poured you yep. a nice pint of beer. Yep. Listened to some kind Listen of some old school hip hop. Old school hip hop. Um, that was very fun. Uh, we were basically just biding our time because yeah. uh, we we were getting ready for uh, the next thing to do on the list, which was um, watch the opening ceremony. Of the Victorian Christmas market, Incredible. which is also weird because it's been going for a day. So I don't know yeah. why the why what's so that was like the fake, like the preview. Yeah, it was like um, a six o'clock in the evening kind of. Yeah. So was it? Yeah. It was five o'clock. It was five o'clock. Five, five o'clock. o'clock. It's hard because it's so dark so early now. But yeah, it was it was yeah. five p.m. scheduled. So we, um, yeah, I think we're at Pradell's about four o'clock. It was around half an hour, and thought, all right, we'll wander up to what we assumed was where it would all kind of the start. Opening ceremony. Because there was a big stage with a big screen. Some more um, market stalls. More market stalls, some food stalls, everything else like that. And it was kind of in the shadow of the cathedral. Yeah. yeah, Beautiful Worcester Cathedral. Uh, or is it an abbey? I'm not sure. It has to be a cathedral for it to be a city, I think. So. No, it's oh, an no, abbey. Because yeah. Bath has an abbey, not yeah, a cathedral, yeah, yeah, yeah. of course. Um, I can't remember if it's Worcester. Abbey. It felt like a cathedral it, to me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so nothing's kind of happening. No, no, no sign of an opening ceremony whatsoever. To the no. point where we're like, "What do we do?" Like we're just yeah. standing around in the cold. We've seen all the market yeah. stalls at this point. I've had a random chat with a guy called Gary about a thing he was selling called Fuffle. Oh, oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, let's let's just have a little brief sojourn into Fuffle. <laughs> <laughs> Fuffle's important. Fuffle. I don't know how much I can say. It was a store. I don't know how much I can say. It's one. Sworn to secrecy, right? Now. No, not like a, not like an embargo. I didn't have a legal discussion. I haven't signed anything with Gary. Bands have died. So it was a sign saying you've had a cappuccino, but have you ever had a fuffle cappuccino or fuffalcino? Oh, that was it. Have you ever had a fuffalcino? And we were like, oh, that's a funny sign. What's a fuffle? Yeah. And then this guy in his steampunk, specifically steampunk hat yeah. and normal clothes, and got, he had the steampunk goggles on. The steampunk hat, goggles right? on yeah. the top. Um, was just giving it loads of banter with a couple of people in the queue, um, and he was explaining what a fuffle is. Well, but was he? Because I feel like there was an air of assumption that people would kind of know what fuffle was. Because I was trying to <laughs> yeah. look around, yeah. like nothing really explains what this is. What what fuffle is? You just keep saying fuffle. Oh, you just keep saying fuffle. <laughs> yeah. Like when he made you a drink, he went, "That's your fuffle in there." I was like, "You still don't really tell me what, I don't know what it is. is." Fuffle is. Um, a little plastic kind of cup with uh, dehydrated milk. Yeah. Uh, uh, cappuccino powder that you'd get from like a hotel. Yeah. And the fuffle is like a little, um, like it looks a bit like a marshmallow, like a little square, like a cross between marshmallow and nougat. Yeah. That's also in the cup. Yeah. That melts. And that is the fuffle bit. And yeah. the rest of it is the drink. Yeah. And the fuffle has different flavours in it. So yeah. it has like a rum and raisin flavour. And it has a couple of real raisins in yeah. it. And Gary, the guy on the stall called Gary, he makes this. And I was like, oh, how's it going? You're having a good time? You know, a good three days. I mean, four days. And I was like, oh, yeah, God, you're right. Because, of course, I'd made that mistake earlier. Yeah, Sandy yeah, and I, you. I, yeah, it's the third time. You just refused to believe it was four days. I don't know days. why I refused to believe it was four days. But uh, I think it was because 
we were only there for two nights and three days so i felt like i felt it like it would be any longer than we were there yeah which I, which I actually, on reflection, believe. believe yeah. I think oh, yeah, the no, four days was a lie. Yeah, yeah, no, you were right. And actually. now yeah, I believe yeah, yeah. that it was Maybe entirely. Maybe that's why he was so defensive. Because about, somewhere like... in my head I knew, yeah. like, in my bones, I knew that this was this was only a three-day thing. But yeah, anyway, Gary said he'd, he'd done very well. And a couple of other storeholders were talking about how they you know nearly sold out already yeah. in what they'd normally do in the weeks. So they're having a good time. And I'm, again, I'm giving it a bit of like, I'm in the know because I'm a market trader. So I'm yeah, feeling yeah, yeah, like yeah, I'm yeah. building a bond with Gary. He makes a joke to another punter about uh, one being uh, flavoured with uh, Gary's chocolate orange. And the customer says, yeah. oh, Gary's chocolate orange. He went, yeah, obviously you've got Terry's and then this one's mine. And uh, yeah. it was a little little play on the joke. Dawn French adverts. Adverts. Um, no, I'm sorry, I don't think. Nowhere, got it. nowhere in any of that have you actually uh, explained what fuffle is. I told you the fuffle is the middle bit. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's right. some flavored marshmallow nugget yeah, 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 thing. Yeah, yeah. This one had raisins in it yeah. see, and added the slight see, flavor of yeah, um, taste. Did, yeah, exactly. But he it's an abstract it. thought. Isn't yeah, it? it's not something. Yeah. You, no, it's not actual nope, thing. Nope, it is because eventually I saw in very very small writing just on the side of one of the small chocolate bars uh, a sentence that cleared it all up for me which said uh, is it fudge is it a truffle it's a bit of both and that's why it's called fuffle right. fudge and truffle it's but a... but he seemed very wary of wanting to explain that to he anyone. kept that information that, hidden for some reason he didn't put that no, out in the whole of our conversation with him didn't mention, yeah that's what I mean. It was very assumptive of of people's knowledge of fuffle. It was. Um, but we were there for ages. And the reason why is because oh, I thought, so oh, I'll get a hot drink because I'm cold. And you had a mulled cider. And I, also, I don't drink. So I was like, I want something hot I can yeah. hold on to. And that warm me up. And I'd picked this dude. And I'd invested so much in the fact that it looked like there were only a couple of people in the queue. But actually, we were there for hours. Yeah. And hours. Yeah. I don't know why. Well, realistically, about forty minutes, but yeah. that's a ridiculous time. <laughs> it was a day, but yeah, it was. Um, yeah, it was fifteen. Anyway, I don't want to talk about fuffle anymore. That's plenty. We, of that's time. your fault for bringing it up. We, you no, made me talk about to. it. I told you I wasn't <laughs> sure how much no, I can say. Do you, know, do you know why? Because in my notes for this, I just have a note saying fuffle, and it makes me laugh. <laughs> fuffle. I mean, my whole list of notes for this trip is hilarious. Out of context. Uh, for the record, fuffle. If you're thinking about it, give it a go. But I decided by the end of it all, it wasn't yeah. really for me. I also want to give a shout out to another little chocolate stall called Rupert Mole. Rupert Mole. That Rupert made Mole. us laugh a lot. Rupert Mole. Rupert Mole. It's a chocolate Bear? stall. No, no, no clearly. It's got chocolate written all over it. Rupert Mole. My Rupert other favourite stall was an old Victorian Christmas market stall selling exclusively Cadbury's chocolate drinks. Yeah, yeah, that was quite good. But I was like... I don't think Cadbury's have sponsored this. I don't think they have. No. I think you've gone out to a cash and carry, bought a load of Cadbury's, gone, what does well? Cadbury's, yeah. bought it all, and then just reselling it. I think that's exactly what happened. I don't um, think that's entirely legal, but so, hey, do what they want, it's Worcester. Nothing seems to be happening with this opening ceremony. So no. we go, let's go and investigate the cathedral. Maybe something's going on there. Yeah. So we cross over the road, quite a busy road, uh... And kind of gingerly make our way through yeah, but like nothing... a barricaded says no cars no parking there's a couple of people in high vis lurking around what we assume is the entranceway yeah but it all sort of looks quite dark and like we can't hear anything no no so we don't muse, feel that hopeful. musical no we don't feel that hopeful 
but we go, oh, we'll go in anyway. It's kind of one of the reasons I went, oh, maybe we can go in because yeah. there's there's probably nothing going on. Nothing but we yeah. walked all this way and yeah, I was bored at that let's point. See what's happening. I was all fuffled out. Um, so we we go in uh, where we're immediately met by about a thousand people. I mean, uh, that's not an understatement <laughs> no. or an overstatement. It, the entire cathedral is full. It, it's like a royal wedding. Yeah. I've never seen that many bodies yeah. in a church before. Weirdly, there is only two spaces left and they are at the nearest point of the entrance to where we've gone in. Yeah. And they're exact they're exactly in front of the walkway that we take to get like it is so it's so weird that and, that, that this And whole, I wasn't even gonna this sit whole Abbey is full except for two seats that are the nearest seats to the entrance. Why would that happen? I don't Why know. would those two I have be no left idea? Empty? And you and I aren't thinking of like because when we go in, yeah, suddenly th- th- there's like a little bit of hush, yeah, which is quite awkward when yeah. you walk yeah. into a room the of any in, any size the and there's time, a hush. Yeah. The but when you walk in into a room of a thousand people and yeah. it's a church and you're neither of you are religious, yeah, and there's a big hush, you're like, do they know we're heathens? Mm-hmm. But no, there's this woman with a kindly face yeah who reaches out towards me with her hands and just her whole aura and she welcomes at me and almost takes me with a small on my back into these seats and Dave and passes us what she has in her hands which are yeah. just two carol sheets two carol sheets just yeah. two one for david and one for me yeah and then with that she doesn't say a word yeah and i don't say a word and you don't say a word nope. and we just stand in uh, these two seats yeah perfectly timed for the start of the final carol which is come are you faithful and At, like like the t- i cannot it was like they were waiting for the, us to arrive the timing of this it was so spooky it, yeah it was so spooky it it was but then we had to sing <laughs> we had to yeah, like we couldn't because they'd wait we couldn't us, not if it was like oh shit okay we're here oh, oh no, no time to chat but also, it's like, you know, in a film when it's like, well, we're not going to show you the entire service, but we need you to get an idea for what's happened. So you come in yeah. when they're about to sing the last song. Exactly. Like it was that well, like edited. It was the perfect amount time. of the service that you and I needed yeah. to see yeah. for it to be an effective yes. back- background for the story. Exactly. Which exactly. was just a perfect edit. Mm. So we sing, Oh Come Are You Faithful? Yeah. And... You know, like all hymns, it goes on for a bit too long, and then yeah. suddenly it's over, and you go, "Oh, okay, great!" It's amazing, kind of massive organ in a cathedral. It was something quite atmospheric about yeah. the whole thing. And there's a choir again; every single one of them, kind of a beautiful little cherub girl yeah. from like a, a like central casting. Yeah, yeah. Like just, I don't know why. Yeah, you're all little little no. woods models, yeah. but you are. And they and they're all in the gear with the with the ruffs and everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, Cal service ends, and you and I were like, oh, well, at least we're on the end, so we'll make a, a quick exit. Exactly, yeah. We're, we're going to make a quick break for it, um, which we try and do, uh, but... We're halted. We're halted. Um, and uh, this is what ends up happening. Okay, so Callum, what are we currently doing? We've accidentally joined a very solemn ceremony. Um, started, it's in, it's in March, really, from from Worcestershire, Worcester Cathedral, uh, and we're going, we're following a man in a feathery hat, and there's a town crier with a bell. He's not doing any crying, but he's belling a lot. And it, it's quite, it's quite a, 
a big event, isn't it, David? It is, yeah. We we went to the cathedral and we joined in at the tail end of a carol service. Yeah, and sang, uh, we have now uh, joined them to the uh, traditional uh, annual procession from uh, the cathedral to Cornmarket. I've never so, been part of a procession before. No, it's very exciting. There's a real buzz about the town, isn't there? Yeah, about it's, it's, it's like Middle England's answer to kind of Mardi Gras, isn't it? You know, it's like <laughs> it is. Yeah, it's kind of like we're in a second line. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, hey, there's a man with a stick and some feathers. That's true. He could be a Mardi Gras Indian. There's the music. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, there's there's now a, um, an audience either side and watching us in the procession. And it's we're part of this procession now. Yeah, we're in um, the, we're And lots of people have gathered to watch us walk past. This is quite surreal. There's a whole load of choir girls. Yeah. Uh, not boys, they're all 11 year old young girls in very, they must be very cold. Um, yeah, this is. This There's is a actually, lot of mares. We thought there'd be one Lord Mayor, but there'd be <laughs> yeah, there are. We've counted about seven um, different Lord Mayors, we assume, because they're all wearing the mayoral chains. Yeah. So um, we're not quite sure what the difference is between them. But um, I think we, we've decided to actually was playing bass in a bar we were in last night. I think he's just a local musician. He's a very young Lord Mayor, isn't he? He's about 26. And uh, he's got long hair and a beard, and he looks like a, like a bit of a rocker. So yeah, yeah. Or, or maybe, uh, I don't know, like Joe Wicks. Yeah. Yeah. He's got long hair and he's a PE teacher. That's, that's true. That's true. Um, anyway, we're going to uh, get back to the procession. Yeah. But um, just thought we'd uh, update you on that. Live reporting. So, yeah, we uh, accidentally, in this procession, gate crashed this procession going through the city. Um, the procession, uh, immediately after uh, we recorded that, a local news photographer jumps in front of us to take our specifically a photo of us and the mares. And that's <laughs> yeah. it. Those are the only people in the photos. So that was surreal as well. Takes one picture of, of us and the mares and then waits for the mares to go a little bit ahead of us and then takes another picture of you, just you and me. Like he took to, yeah. he stopped to take a picture twice. Yeah. Yeah. To make sure that we were in make it. Sure we and then he disappeared and was never seen again. We're yeah. like, okay, fine. Mm-hmm. And the procession led us through every single street that we'd been on in yeah. Worcester over the past two days. Yeah. So we went through Pump Street and we, we went through all the, all, past the King Charles pub, yeah. everywhere past the Guildhall with Sandy, past yeah. all the market stalls, obviously, and then back up through the alleyway, down the street that our Airbnb was on. Like, yeah. we didn't go anywhere that we hadn't already been. <laughs> yeah. Which is just a bit weird. Which was strange, yeah. Um... And we were in the procession, like we had, and no one batted an eyelid. Right. No one batted an eyelid. Yeah. That we were. That we were there. Yeah. There with the mares. Yeah. All the mares. Yeah. 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 Utterly bizarre. So the procession leads us to um, another kind of sort of central point of the market where there's another screen and another stage. Yeah, um, it's kind of the other end of the of the of the town centre to to where the first stage was that we thought it was going to be happening. Yeah, uh, and of course when we arrive, who are we greeted by? But everyone's favourite Christmas characters, the, the Uncle, Uncle Sam. Sam. There they are, <laughs> handing out <laughs> more hymn sheets. More hymn sheets. Uh, the first hymn of which is also um, uh, "Come All You Faithful. Faithful." Yeah, so oh like. Yeah. We're not going to sing this again, are no. we? But they're there, right there, specifically handing them sheets to us. 
I'm like, okay, you're here now. But also, this was now like half five in the evening. Yeah. So they'd been on the go from like 20 past 12. 12, Walking around and their tall legs being the emblems of America. (laughs) I I, I was so bizarre. Anyway, there's a little kind of bandstand. I'm sorry. I just want to give a shout out to the man behind me when this happened, who was talking to his kids. He went, and they've been doing this for 30 years. <gasps> oh, yeah. Of course, like, okay, for God's 30 sake. 30 years. 30 years. Yeah, utterly bizarre. Now, why does everyone have so much reverence about these characters that bear no relation to Christmas? Or Victoriana. But they love them so much. They love them so much. They're on the front page of the newspaper the next day. I, I mean, we were bumped, obviously. Yeah, we, we were expected to be on there, but yeah. uh, unfortunately we weren't. But uh, totally understandable that it was the Uncle Sam. And, but So, so they're... To literally the next they're literally next to me like there's no one between me and them at this point and you're on my right hand side and you and I say do you want to stay for this other carol service when yeah. it starts there's a little bar, brass band playing like the yeah. Sally Army band again because it's a Richard Curtis movie yeah and you and I are like actually let's not sing another we're like we don't no. need to do this. well I think we were, we were running quite tight for time we want to get back and we want to go to Oslo's especially yeah. now as Francesca's bigged it up and we don't want to be late and yeah you know, they could be packed out, you know. Francesca was the woman from the, from the art studio. From the studio. So I go, yeah, okay, but I just want to take a picture of the scene with the Sally Army band next to yeah. the bandstand and the mares. And I take a picture. And I don't realise this until later. <laughs> Jack Nicholson in the photograph. At the end of the It is. It is exactly that. <laughs> Given that these Uncle Sams were next to me yeah. when I took the picture. Yeah. I took the picture of what I thought was a bear stage yeah. that said Worcester Christmas Bear Market on like a PowerPoint presentation. Yeah. And the band were next to them and there were little some. Yeah, little I hymn. remember. Yeah. Like that. That's what it was. And then we left and we went back to the hotel. Yeah. Uh, sorry, back to the, the Airbnb where yeah. we stayed and we put on different shirts. And, yeah. and when I was back there, I looked through my pictures and I realised that the Uncle Sam's were on the, <laughs> on the screen so of the so stage. Weird. Yeah. Like a live broadcast <laughs> of could, they were next to you. They can't make they were next stage. to me. Yeah, and I'm like, this wasn't that. There wasn't on my phone when I took that picture. It wasn't. <laughs> I swear, I swear they weren't on it. And then they were there. I'm like, they're they they're such. Not only are they such a big deal, but also like, it's like it's like the Worcester was making a point of being like, you you don't understand enough. <laughs> Even now, you still don't understand how important these guys are. Yeah. So we're gonna put them in your phone. I genuinely, genuinely was was freaked out by it. Yeah. But then also I scrolled uh, one picture back, and um, beautiful Caroline Duffy, sad woman, <laughs> under the, the beautiful light, was there as well. So that made me happy again. So we go to dinner. Um, we do. Dinner is Osler's unbelievable food. Um, Incredible. Barely anyone in there. It was yeah. like another Christmas party of six women who yeah. all worked at Sea Rider Care and they yeah. were exchanging Christmas gifts. <laughs> yeah. That's what they were doing yeah. there. Yeah. Um, nice service with a smile, you know. Um, get a, couple, a young waiter and a young waitress and, yeah. and a kind of older manager who was yeah. kind of, you know, keeping eye on everything, polishing cutlery in the yeah. corner. Food came out. It was phenomenal. Out of this world. Out of this world. Like, really top my, stuff. My, my, my main course, uh, uh, which was uh, pan-fried cod in a uh, uh, cockle uh, and clam sauce uh, with with uh, fried capers. Unreal. Like, 
top five fish dishes I've ever had in my life. Like, unreal. That sauce was insane. And on bed of samphire and chives mash. Uh, unbelievable. Um, uh, but, but, again, because it's Worcester, because it's this trip, something weird happened. It couldn't, we couldn't go through it without... Something uh, odd. Yeah. Taking place. And so, they're playing Christmas music. And, and it's like a Christmas album, yeah. and it goes through twelve tracks pretty quickly, and, yeah, yeah, and it yeah. comes round again. So we've heard it a few times. Yeah. And uh, and suddenly, about halfway through dinner, it it and it music suddenly, cuts out. Music cuts out, and it sounds like a live pianist, like just like having like not tuning up, but just like like sound checking or yeah, like warming up their fingers. Yeah. yeah, it was like I'll quickly make sure the PA is working. That yeah. kind of sound. You know. It's like half, half-heartedly kind of running a bit of scales. Like, like it, my point is, it wasn't a, a, a tune. It wasn't, it wasn't melodic. It was just it someone song. tinkling around on a piano to make sure it was working and coming through okay. And we're like, oh, great, it's going to be some more live music. It's Worcester, home of music. There must be another little room around the corner yeah. where there's a pianist or maybe a little yeah. you know, piano singer. Well, yeah, again, we know it's Worcester. So we're, at this point, expecting a full blues routine. You know? <laughs> yeah. Because obviously Worcester at Christmas, Christmas. Home of the Blues. blues. <laughs> uh, and the young waiter chap comes asking everything for Kevin. I'm like, yeah. And Callum's like, oh, is there going to be some live music? We just heard that piano coming through. And he went, yeah, I noticed that too. And Callum's like, well, is there any live music? He's like, no, no, never here. And then just sort of walks off again. And we're like, then what was that? What was that? And why? Why are you like? Yeah, that was weird. Was like you work here. Why don't you know? Yeah, you know, because so it's your job. Strange. And why didn't you bring it up with the other people you work with mm-hmm. and have an answer? Or why didn't you go? Yeah, I don't know where I, that piano was coming from. But it was just fine. Or why that played? Uh, yeah, that was very odd. Um, you asked for a coffee at one point, and the waitress up. <laughs> Want it with the flavours? Do you want it with flavours? I said, what do you, what do you mean? <laughs> I went some after the coffee. It's like Americano. She went, yeah, yeah, just, yeah. The thing is, we've got all the new flavours in. <laughs> I was like, well, I, I couldn't ask again. Because I was like, I still don't know what flavours are. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, just a normal, just a standard coffee. She's like, all right, then. <laughs> like... Left quite crestfallen that I hadn't gone yeah. for one of the new flavours. It was like, like coffee syrup? I'm assuming it's syrups, yeah. It must, it must be. Maybe they had like, but I don't like think I got like an espresso or... coffee. I think I got no. like a filter Americano. Yeah. I, 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 <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh yeah, can I have a McFurry, please? Yeah. Yeah, it must have been that, but that was another weird thing that happened. It was. It was another weird thing. Um, But no, dinner... Delightful meal. Delightful. Full three courses. Everything yeah. was stunning. Yeah. Very reasonable. Very reasonable. Uh, and then we went and had a brief little time in Retroid's arcade bar. We did. Yeah. If you like your retro arcade games, you can play all of them for 50p a go. Uh, you had a pretty go at um, Crazy Taxi. Crazy Taxi. Yeah, you had a pretty, a pretty go. Had a pretty go. Crazy Taxi. I had a little go at Super Mario. You yeah, we did, did that together. Uh, something. I did some game. Oh, no, no, where... no, I, no, I did Mario Kart. We did Mario Kart. Oh, we did Mario Kart I together. Did you did Super Mario. Mario did, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we, I, I did a game where you uh, were a policeman in a supercar trying to chase a villain's car. Oh. Because you had a, like a Ferrari, mm. but with a little light on it. 
and you had to try and catch the villain before the time ran out. Virtua Cop, perhaps? Yeah, something like that. I don't know. Uh, I quite enjoyed it, though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, uh... And that came to an end. That came, yeah. That came, we didn't stay massively long. Cause also quite back. difficult, because you, you could only... You couldn't put you could, your you drinks... You had to pay in cash. You couldn't put your drinks anywhere. You couldn't uh, put your drinks anywhere. anywhere at all. Um, um, that was fun. And also, you... He was like, I was like, oh great! So do you give some change? I've got, I had like, yeah, 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 six, seven quid or something in my pocket. Uh, and he was like, oh yeah, but not much. I was like, well, in order to do anything in your shop, you have to have fifty p specifically. Yeah. So presumably you've got a float. He was like, I mean, I didn't say that, but I was like, well, how much have you got? He was like, really not much to be honest. Yeah. It's like, well, you got a fiver's worth? He was like, oh, I could do a fiver. I was like, well, of course you can, because otherwise, what is your business? Like, get get some change. Yeah. But also, he was very in love with his girlfriend across the table. Who, they were having a lovely moment. They were. They, they were holding time. hands. Yeah, I think they were. Very sweet. A bit Young annoyed love. that people were in. I think there. they were a bit annoyed that people were in there. Um, yeah. But anyway, we uh, weren't there very long, but I had, had a fun time. We, we, we also noticed there was some mental health leaflets on oh, the yeah. bar um, about... It was a kind of movement against toxic masculinity. Yeah. Um, and you looked it up and it actually looked pretty legit, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Yeah, I yeah, I, I was like, mm, is, is this a sort of men, what's it called? Men going their own way or whatever that, those people are. Uh, yeah, it's it's like... It's like it wants to see men's mental health. health. Yeah, but, but actually, it actually it's just kind of anti-feminist. But this yeah. one was a real thing. Yeah, yeah it did look legit. Um, um, again, it seems like an unimportant detail, but yeah. just, just a little men's mental health thing. Um, and then yeah, we left there for a while, and then moved on. Uh, moved on to uh, the uh, the Oilers oil basin, oil basin, oil basin, the oil, oil basin bar. Again, excited to go there now because Francesca, Francesca had said the best bar in Worcester, and said it was the best bar in Worcester, which is odd. Like it, like it's a great bar, it's but a lovely it little tiny. pub. Tiny, it's a tiny little pub. I was like, okay, this is the best. Got four bar tables in it. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, absolutely brilliant. But of course, because it's Worcester, we get there and there are people setting up for it. We're an open <laughs> mic. Like, open mic. And we're like, yeah, of course. Of course. I, I, I don't think it was an open mic. I think that was actually someone that was billed to be there. But it was live, live music. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it was a uh, uh, fantastic duo. Uh, and they were... Oh, you've got the name. I do have the name. They were called... Uh, uh, Maddie May and Ben Hall. Maddie May and Maddie Ben May Hall. And ben Hall. Maddie May, up. great name. Yeah. Maddie, May. Maddie May and Ben Hall. Uh, so they start. Uh, well, Ben kind of starts playing. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Of course, he's a brilliant, brilliant blue guitarist. Of course, he is. And then has the most insane voice, B- like beautiful voice with an yeah. incredible range. Uh, he does um, uh, high and dry um, with Maddie at one yeah. point, where he yeah, does yeah. the full falsetto stuff yeah. and some really lovely, like difficult vocal yeah. stuff. Really, yeah. really lovely tone. And so Ben does the first couple. I'm like, oh, this is um, Maddie's just the kind of rhythm guitarist and doing harmonies. And that's, uh, but then it's Maddie's turn to sing, and Maddie sings. I'd rather go blind by Etta James. <laughs> Again, exactly the same chords it started, and the same started, key. We like, Are they doing Tennessee whiskey now? Tennessee, like, no, like, it was the be, other one of that song. Doing. It was the other one because, of course, of course, it was. Of course. Um, uh, just as she starts singing that, by the way, Cossack from Monroe's Bar walks in. 
not wearing his Cossack's hat, but he does have a friend that's now wearing a Cossack's hat. A friend who's also quite tall. Yeah, so that's that's confusing. He's so we're referring to Cossack him. as... But but, but the, he's not wearing the hat. He's but his friend is wearing a different Cossack hat. hat. But he's not called Cossack. He walked in, walked straight back out again. Yeah. But um, like, well, of course, of course, someone from Monroe's bar has to be. Yeah, here. of course, has to be. Cause... And this and now it's starting to. Feel, I think this was the point when Cossack came in that we were like, it is weird that we're seeing the same people again and again in the same places. Like that it is. And Cossack wasn't a musician. No, and he wasn't like part he, of the he band. He wasn't in Mars Bar. He no. wasn't in Mars Bar. No, he was just a random guy having a fight in Monroe's, and now he's coming to yeah. Pop in. And again, it's a hundred thousand. Like we're not in a village. It's a, like it's, it's a, a city of a hundred thousand people. Why are we seeing the same people again and again? Um, and even if it wasn't a village, it would be a bit weird. Yeah, yeah, it was very odd. And that's yeah, we started to get a little bit suspicious yeah. there of um of kind of what was what was going on. So um, so much so that uh uh yeah a little bit later I'll, I'll ask a specific I ask a specific question to you and uh, <laughs> and it's answered um but yeah so we're starting to yeah it's quite strange but anyway we watched their full set and they are brilliant they're uniformly Just start to finish wonderful absolutely lovely because of course because everyone legally has to be a phenomenal musician and it's just an open mic night in a pub at one point like. Maddie's playing some interesting blues stuff as well. Yeah. After I'd rather go blind, and he just puts his acoustic guitar down and brings out a solid top PRS <laughs> worth about two and a half thousand pounds, and uh, and uh, play, he plays a beautiful, like sensitive accompaniment. Yeah. Just like, what, why is any of this happening? Yeah. Um, and they're charming and beautiful and lovely, and there are some nice friends of theirs that they know yeah. who come in, and uh, they felt like they were kind of drama students. Or yeah, whatever, yeah, I know. think so. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, very, very cute. And then, uh, yeah, we decided to leave. Yeah. Um, and where did we go after that? Where we went after that was Bottles. Bottles. Now, we were going to go to a cocktail bar nearby. Yeah. But we thought, actually, we, we're running out on time. So we didn't go to the cocktail bar. Yeah. But that will come back yeah. a little bit later on. We went to Bottles. Yeah. We um, to- which is actually on the same street as the Airbnb was. Yeah. A few doors down from where we were staying. Uh, we walked past it a couple of times, and it just kind of looked like a quite a, quite classy wine bar. Yeah, for 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 a small town. Yeah, but it obviously it isn't. It's a city, but it yeah, has yeah. the feel of this yeah. small town. So it looks like the type of place you might take a girl on a date or something. Yeah. I don't know if you yeah, looked in Worcester or yeah, quite so classy. We, so we turn up, um, and of course, uh, for a Thursday evening, uh, in Worcester, it's bottles weekly. Blues open mic. Jazz blues open mic. We're like, are you kidding me? It cannot be another open mic, but also specifically now, not even hiding the fact that everyone plays jazz and blues. I did not look up what was going on on these nights. I just chose random bars. I went, oh, that looks like quite a nice bar. Like, let's go. Like, (laughs) this is nothing to do with the itinerary. I had no idea that there was live music in any of these places. Well, I don't think there normally is, but it was something to do with the Christmas Victorian market. (laughs) Maybe. I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess the blues is. Uncle Sam. That's, that, that's the only like, connection. Yeah. That's yeah. the only connection to the Uncle Sam, is the is the fact that the, the blues music yes. is obviously and, and the kind of epitome of Americana. So you you've got to have some kind of visual symbolism for that. Yeah. Otherwise, it wouldn't make sense that an entire city knew of genre of music really yeah. well and insisted on playing it, no matter their age, shape, yeah. or level of musicianship. Um. Now. One of the guitarists, there are about nine guitarists, uh, 
Oh, of course, band. they're all phenomenal, by the way. They're all, they're all pretty great. One of the guitarists is legitimately one of the best live guitarists I've ever seen in my life. Like, one, like, one of the, one of the songs is starting to do a solo, and me and Callum just looked at each other and couldn't speak. So what is happening? At the end, when he finished, people like did this polite applause, and I just yeah. laughed in his face. I was yeah. like, I just... I clapped, but I was, I was laughing. So It was inappropriately good. Yeah, it was That was the thing. Good. It was like, yeah, okay... You've done all the things that it's humanly possible to do on a guitar. Yeah. And it, yeah. It, 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 again, this is just some kind of laid back slow blues number. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That you're doing with your mates and like in between chatting like, Charlie, do you want to get on drums? Yeah. And like at one point, the trumpet player who was also kind of like the, the singer of the main yeah. kind of house band had a little portable mic on his trumpet and he was just playing from the bar whilst like ordering drinks. I was like, it's not in New Orleans. It isn't. Yeah. This is Worcester. Why yeah. is this happening? Um, it he but that guitarist utterly blew the doors off the whole unit. It yeah. was, it was like like you know when you see recordings of Prince solos. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, yeah that's exactly what I thought we were watching. Ridiculous. It. Exactly what I thought we were watching. It. Um, and so their set, uh, because obviously it's like the first half of the night, it's the the house band do their set. Yeah. And the second half of the night, it's an open mic. Yeah. And you also come do some jazz and blues with a live band, come up and do some open mic stuff. Uh. And who gets up to do the open mic? Might I add, the one and only person that does the open mic for the whole evening. They were like, anyone? Anyone? And I was like, no one. And then eventually, this guy just walked in the bar. Yeah. He was outside. He was outside. The bar, wasn't he? And he walked yeah. in the main door yeah. of the bar. Yeah. And they went, Jeffrey, <laughs> you're, you're coming to do one. Come over here. And it was fucking Jeffrey from the Mars bar. It was Jeffrey. The guy who looked Mars like Jim bar. Owen with hair. Yeah. The one who's accountant. Yeah. And, he, and his, his wife left him was for another accountant. His son was at Monroe's. Yeah. It was like, what? You're here again? Yeah. And we're like, okay. He he gets up. I'm like, yeah. he's not going to sing a blues song. Obviously, he yeah. can't. That would be weird because that's what he did it the other night. Yeah. This is a jazz night. So he gets up and he sings Find Me to the Moon. Yeah, it's totally. Yeah. Frank Sinatra. And it's fine. You know, this is exactly what you'd expect from Jeffrey. Full yeah. commitment. No prop pretense. Yeah. yeah, it's fine. Just goes for it. Then he does Under, under My Skin, I think. Then he does Under that. My Skin. Yeah. And then we have a little chat about the fact that I don't really rate that song no, as much no, as I always think it's a good yeah. song that I listen to and I don't really like it. Yeah. Meanders. Um, and then you think, oh, well, that's his two. That's you know, his open two. Mic. Yeah. Oh, no. He's got one more for us before they finish. And of course, as is tradition, not just in Mars Bar, but apparently in Worcester. The whole of Worcester. The whole of Worcester, of course, ends with the Chris Stapleton classic, Tennessee Whiskey. Just unbelievable. We're just looking at each other like, are you. But also joking? at this point, the chords start, and I'm like, well, that's B flat and A major. Yeah. It's either going to be. I'd rather, I'd go, rather blind. go blind yeah. or Tennessee Whiskey. Yeah. At that point, it could have been either. But I've, yeah, both of which we've had already. Both of which we've had already. Yeah. But no, it's going to be Tennessee Whiskey. And at that point, it was completely solidified that this was clearly, as you say, a Worcestershire anthem. For it was just bizarre reason. No matter the bar, no matter the genre of the music we were playing beforehand, no matter no matter who you are, no matter whatever it is, you're going to know this. And everyone in the bar is like singing along. Yeah, it's... But also, this is a... Comp- you couldn't get a more opposite bar in clientele, in aesthetic... No, completely different. ...to Mars Bar. No. And yet, Jeffrey's there again. And only walked in at the point where they needed the singer. <laughs> the point where they needed a singer. Like, why is he there? And like, like, cause like, Miles Barnman Rose, similar kind of feels. It was the same night. Maybe the only place. Like, I get that that would be 
people would go to one link, go to the other. Yeah. Why someone from Mars Bar would be in bottles, bottles no when it's a completely different style. And... Also, I'm just thinking, we've mentioned the fact that Jeffrey was the only one who sang, and he sang three numbers. Yeah. The first two were jazz standard classics. Yeah. And the third one was Tennessee Whiskey. That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. also, it was a jazz open mic night. Yeah, and he was the only... The ho- and he was the only... Only performer. And it was meant to be for the whole of the second half of the evening. Yeah. But it was only three songs. Yeah. How did that... How does that work? Yeah. Why was it only an open mic for Jeffrey? Jeffrey, I don't know. I don't know. But we learnt his name. And he sang with his all his heart. He, he worked did. through his pain. He did. And sang the blues. And I can't fault him for that. No. Um, Full commitment. But we were, at this point, in hysterics. Yeah, we're abs- in absolute hysterics. And so we uh, go in, uh, go in, go out, rather, of bottles. bottles and into we, the streets. Into the streets. Of Worcester. And we head to uh, our final bar of the evening. Because at this point, again, it's probably about half eleven-ish. It's getting quite late, uh, yeah. Uh, and uh, it's one of the only few kind of late night open places, and it's called Heroes Bar. Yeah. Now, what I mentioned earlier on, we're obviously and buoyed even more now by the Jeffrey sighting. Yeah. We're we're starting to get quite freaked out about the coincidences and the amount of repetitions of people. Yeah. And so it's I like say, we, it's like a rep cast yeah. keep being recycled. So I say, before we're about to go to Heroes, I bet you. We will see, at some point whilst we're here in Heroes, we will see at least one person that we've already seen will be in here. Even though it's a city of 103,000 people. That's a ridiculous thing. Like, and I, I grew yeah. up in Bath, right? 86,000 people. I'd never presume yeah. that, you know. Uh, but yeah, evidence has told us that wherever we go, we'll see it's someone going to be the same people because they rotate yeah. people around so they're there when we're there for some reason. Uh, and I kind of laughed. I went, ha ha, yeah, yeah, probably, yeah, yeah probably we'll see someone. Uh, and then we walk up the the stairs, kind of quite narrow wooden stairs. Again, old yeah. Tudor building that's obviously been converted into a bar because this is back on, uh, uh, I think it's Pump Street, which, which is where King Charles Pub yeah. is, or yeah. the one yeah. off. It's like, yeah. No, I think I think it's on. I think it's on the street that our Airbnb. It's on that same street. Oh, it's further down it's that on the street. Same yeah. street bottles. Yeah. So again, you know, a street we've been up and down a lot, yeah. but never been to that bar or you know. Yeah. So. We go up the stairs and then it's like up another round the corner and then you get through one door and then you go through a second door and then along the bar and then right and turn round and face the bar, ready to queue up to order our drinks. And who's behind the bar, David? Oh, it's the girl with the mullet from Mars Bar and from Monroe's and Bar. Rose. She's she works the bar. She, she works, works there. at Heroes. Not only do we see someone in the bar, we see someone that's working at the bar at Heroes and it's immediate. It is the first Straight person away. we see. The first person we see in this pub is someone that we've already seen twice. To before. the point where I'm like, well, she's going to know who we are. <laughs> yeah. Because we've yeah. been in the same room for three hours in two yeah. separate bars. Yeah. Like, 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 like we, we... This is the other thing. It's we, never reciprocal. We, we, it's we never obviously reciprocal. know who you... We clearly know who no you are. No one else who these... Because they keep seeing us all the time. Yeah. But there's no acknowledgement from their side. No. It's so strange. It's... It's very weird. The only people who do acknowledge us are the guys who thought we were Penfolds brothers. Yeah. That's the only acknowledgement we actually get. Yeah. As people who have been... Uh, yeah. It's it's really weird. Yeah. Really weird. But that's 
fine. So we kind of laugh about that and we get a drink and we sit down. But there's no, not really much, there's not really many places to sit. So we go through what looks like a kind of pool room, but actually yeah. there's a room around the corner and we pass that. There are two gigantic dogs, one of which is just actually is, is a bear. A, legally a bear. It's, it's not legally a cop, legally a, bear. a dog. Yeah. It'd have to be yeah. registered as a bear. Yeah. Uh, just that's what it was the bear um and we sit down in this corner room where there's a kind of a huge dance floor and dj decks that aren't open or being used and there's like heavy metal like thrash metal music being pumped through into this room i'm like when you have a dj do they play like is it just so you can is it for there when corn come to play like is it when new metal bands from the 90s come I don't know why this exists. Um, and slowly we kind of work out that it's quite a quite a queer-friendly bar yeah. and there are kind of lots of yeah, gay queer couples on dates. And um, we were talking actually about like lots of inclusivity signs and yeah. lots of different characters, all seem pretty cool, um, except one conversation where uh, there was one young man trying to convince another man that it was all right that he was here and he wouldn't tell his wife. And I was like, oh, okay, maybe actually it's something a bit more clandestine about this. But you expect that in a city of 103,000 people. Yeah. Not necessarily in a village of 10,000 people, <laughs> which is also what Worcester is simultaneously. Um, we have a nice time in there until you go to the loo yeah. and I'm looking on my phone. Yeah. And you come back um, and I'm looking at something very specific on my phone. I'm actually looking at Amazon. I'm thinking about buying something specific. Yeah. And I sit down, and I'm not really even aware that you're looking at your phone, and I hear uh, that Slipknot's come on. Yeah. And I, as you've probably realised from listening to this podcast a lot, we like to have fun with people's names. Say things wrong. Say things wrong. So I, out loud, go, ah, Slippers, (laughs) thinking it would be funny to call Slipknot Slippers. And Callum looks at me and goes, well, yeah, I, I just think I need some new ones. And I was like, what? <laughs> and he's like, well, did you not see my screen? I'm looking at buying some slippers. <laughs> I was like, what? You just said the thing I that just, I was looking at. Yeah, without even without knowing that. that having any clue. That was so, a really weird moment. That, that was, was a really, weird, really weird, weird moment. moment. I mean, that's not really linked to Worcester. But it, no, it, it was, was just, just a weird Darren of, Brown thing that it was happened. Just, it, it, it adds well, at some point, I'd been influenced it. to look up yeah. those things, and they'd pumped Slipknot all around the mm. the places that we'd been. So you were subconsciously influenced. Yeah. Uh, and, and for some reason, you ended up saying what was in my head. So that was fun. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, one thing if you're referring to the actual thing that I'm looking at, but the fact that you weren't referring to that and yeah. you were doing something silly. Yeah. It, it was very weird. That freaked me out for a good 20 minutes, to be honest. Yeah. That was weird. That was weird. Um, now, we did uh, also talk to some uh, lads. In uh, the smoking area. Yeah. Uh, and they were... Um, hammered. They, they were hammered. Very nice, though. Very nice. Uh, they were very confused about when they had to get up and... Whether they had to get up at six AM or nine AM, that seemed to be a that seemed the, to be a real thing. Six AM to then go go somewhere else for nine AM for shoot. It was something was about some shooting, shooting at nine AM because there's a lot of hunting and but like game and stuff. They were asking us where where we were from, and we yeah. said London. London. Now, do you remember when I said right at the beginning of this podcast that I thought Penfold was a nickname? Yeah, yeah, right, because 
one of these guys says to us, uh, oh, from London. Oh, do you know the Russell brothers? Which is, for a start, it's ridiculous. But we've we've talked about, what you know, when we lived in America? Yeah. And we were in Texas and people say, where are you from? Yeah. And you go, oh, I'm from London. And they go, oh, do you know Mike? Yeah. And you'd be like, no, London's a big place. Yeah. You don't understand this because yeah. you're American and you don't have a frame of reference. But Worcester, I don't expect people from Worcester to think that because I live in a city in, like yeah. with 8 million yeah. people in it, that I'm going to know someone else that they know in London. It's yeah. utterly ridiculous. But they're drunk. And at this point, everything's I, a bit weird. So I think I just... he's saying that because he thinks we are the Russell brothers because... The Russell brothers, because Penfold is actually someone Russell. You think that we I think look Russell, like Penfold the Russell brothers? brothers. The Russell brothers. Oh my god! Yeah, we th- we are the brothers Russell. Yeah, we're the brothers Russell. That would make so much sense. Yeah, I and think also Penfold's why Russell. some of the younger yeah. clientele of yeah. these bars wouldn't recognise us. Yeah, because they're they're younger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they wouldn't have known the Russell brothers, but these boys. Yeah, they I think, would know. I think, I think we're the Russell brothers. Yeah, that guy was like. Oh, do you have, have much places, many places like this? And it was like, yeah. He was like, do you have any breweries, any pubs? And I was like, yeah, it's London. It's got more breweries and pubs than the... What are you talking... Like, he had yeah. no frame of reference, but very sweet. And then kept it kept worrying about when he was having to get up in the morning. Yeah. Which I think, safe to say, if he did get up for work in the morning, he was probably drunk. Exactly. Um, but then we started to worry about uh, getting up in the morning. So we called it a night. Of course. And headed back to the Airbnb. Uh to get up for our final day of adventure uh our, our last day in worcester uh, and we head to uh the amazing uh black and whites cafe yes that was brilliant as well that was a great breakfast really well. good breakfast had, strong uh, breakfast game uh eggs royale which yeah may well be my favorite dish of all time. i was thinking it as i was eating it i was like i think this might be my favorite dish of all time i've thought it before and every time i have it it's kind of reconfirmed to me that's with the smoked salmon that's with the smoked poached salmon. eggs, smoked salmon it's on top, toast. Poached eggs. It's with the to- uh, either t- uh, toast muffin. You say toad? Toad <laughs> with some toad on it. Uh, hollandaise. Could you uh, eat toad? Maybe some asparagus. Maybe some spinach. Would that count as meat I, or no, fish? I wouldn't eat toad. Because no, it's meat. It feels like meat. Feels like meat. It's yeah. amphibious though, isn't it? So yeah, but it look. Uh, I guess... What about frog's legs? No, I think it's the legs. I think that's it. I think it's anything with legs. Anything with legs. Yeah. That's, that's your pescatarianism is about well, legs. Yeah, well, th- is there... Yeah. But crabs have got legs. They have crabs. Crab. Oh, that's... Damn it. Shellfish. Yeah, but they're... But they're... But they're hard legs, aren't they? So it's... <laughs> <laughs> they're hard legs? Yeah, it's different. Okay. But anything with hard legs? Anything <laughs> with hard legs. Okay. Right. Right. Oh, better yeah. out of mine. What constitutes a hard leg? We should move on. Uh... What about a deer? Oh, deers don't. Deers got hard legs. Yeah. Oh, but they're not amphibious. No. They have to live in water. Yeah. What about a platypus? Marsupials, aren't they? They are. Yeah, I think. I think I'm alright with the. With the platypus. So you ate your eggs, Tony, yeah, and uh, had that. And then, and I had, a, again, a lovely, lovely full English. It was great. Yeah. And then we trotted off uh, back into the kind of town, because it's a little bit further out. Yeah. Uh, about five minutes. Made our way towards the Guildhall. Yeah. So I had commented that uh, because we were with Sandy, we didn't get quite enough time 
inside the guild hall, just kind of the, on our own time, having a little bit of a longer look around, looking at the stalls some more, and uh, at stalls, yeah, yeah we, we some of the portraits, stalls, yeah, look, some more of the portraits. Well, loads of history, loads of other history, Windsor. Yeah. yeah, of course. That's that, I mean, that's where we really understood, yeah. we, we, we found out about the other Windsor. Yeah. And there's also a portrait of a man from like 1850 who looked like. A man who was just an average forty-year-old oh, yeah. today, like he didn't yeah, have yeah. an old face yeah. at all. He had, no, like, and he a, had really a modern young, haircut. Had a modern haircut. Yeah, it was, was a haircut. It, it was a haircut. Yeah. Um, uh, it was also the sword bearer, which was great because the sword bearer was in the procession. So yes. You're like, oh, that explains who the tall man with the sword. He wasn't a mayor, but he had yeah, this there was sword a and a fluffy... very tall hat that uh, had feathers coming down. That, as Callum said, looked like Dick Strawbridge's moustache. <laughs> Dick Strawbridge's moustache. Um, yeah, yeah, it absolutely was that. Yeah. Uh, so uh, there was a painting of, of him, of actual him, not even of an old person that did that job. It was him. It was actual, the, actual, actual, real the actual real him. Actual real him. Very starstruck. We were but a bit starstruck. Yeah. Not as starstruck as we'd feel uh, a few in a minute later. Uh, along with uh, sick to the pit of my stomach and, and will never ever be the same again because we go up to the assembly room again yeah going to say have a, have a look at some more of the paintings see what's going on uh not to be distracted by the uncle sam on the stilts this time no it's about 140 yeah we're in there three or four minutes four minutes i'd say i mean it was tight it was yeah definitely less than five less than five and i would say almost exactly the same amount of time as we'd been in there the previous day yeah but much different time much different time about 12 20 yeah uh on this the thursday time. this time an hour and 20 minutes later a very yeah. weird amount of time later yeah Not, nothing you could set your watch by nothing specific well you well, you could set your watch by it but yeah I mean, because yeah. it's, it's time. Yeah. But, but but yeah, it was nothing specific. No. Nothing was, you know, was uh, random yeah. time. I'm sort of looking down the opposite way to where Callum's looking. And I just hear him go, oh, God. And I'm just like, what? And I look around. I'm coming out of the corner office. One by one. Exactly the same as before. Exactly the same as before. Are the Uncle Samson stilts doing the exact same patter and weirdly kind of acknowledging the same space in the room where there were people the day before, but there weren't any people there today, <laughs> and they never once looked at us or acknowledged us either day, which Absolutely I always bizarre. found really strange. But this time we were the only people there, and they were talking. To imaginary, to imaginary people and never looking at us in the exact same way, saying the exact same things, walking the exact same route as the Came previous quite day. quite close up to me. I was right in the doorway that time. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. It, it oh. was oh. so... And they were like, oh, better go, into the, get, it... better go in the lift. Can't get the stairs. And I'm like, no, you why? You can't go in the lift. You're too big to be in the lift. Why is this happening again? It was like a video game. It was like, oh, every time you go in that room after four minutes, they that respawn. Happens. They, re- they, also... they respawn. That's exactly what it felt like. They respawn. Because remember, <laughs> they weren't in the guild hall to do anything. That's just where they got ready. Yeah. So why would they be getting ready an hour and four, 20 minutes Later. after the, the previous day? day. Like, what's, ha- like, what's their They've schedule? They've been doing this for 30 years. What on earth is there? Is their deal? Why? What are the? What are the odds that we would choose one to go back? Because I don't really know why we. Did. I don't know why we did either. At a different time, and it yet still be the exact same amount of time before they come out of that room. Like it, 
I I still can't get over that. It was very, very freaky. And then we started to have this conversation about the fact that we were seeing the same people. Yeah. Sometimes in the same place, but often in the different place. That yeah. They seemed to play the same songs. And if it wasn't even the same song, it was very similar style. Like, yeah. like we were starting to piece together some of these weird coincidences. And we were talking about seeing the same people in the same places. We, we, we turned around and we saw someone that we'd seen earlier on in a cafe who we yeah. hadn't paid any attention to. No. But he'd actually been working at one of the cafes we were in. Yeah. And now he was now in the assembly room. Sitting down with yeah. someone else in like a high-vis jacket, like yeah. a municipal council worker on a tea break. Yeah. Again, because all of this is happening in a fully yeah. open functioning building. Yeah. Where people are working. So again, just just as we're starting to kind of come to this conclusion that yeah. things are, it's it's a bit weird, ha ha, isn't this silly? Not only does that happen, which makes me, I just say actually, I, I just said no, yeah, no, I, I refused to believe it happened. I couldn't look yeah. at them. I was really upset by <laughs> you <know>. it. <laughs> you really again so. sick to the pit of your stomach. Yeah. Um, and then anyway, we decided to leave um and talk about this as we walked around town. Yeah. Went to some of the other shops. There's another shopping centre. There's look- three shopping centres. We had... Uh, which was- is weird oh. because Sandy made a comment on the tour that they didn't have very many shops. I was like, you have more shops than I've ever seen in my life. We all go to Birmingham when we yeah. need to go shopping. I was like, well... Yeah. You've, you've got you've got so many. <laughs> so many. And one of them is a shopping centre that is the length of a street and the other yeah. two are huge. Yeah. But we go back into that same shopping centre and we come across the choir from the day before. From the choir from the day before. But this time... they're awful. Absolutely god-awful. Have they not stopped for 24 hours? Is that, <laughs> that, that is the only The choir master just run the racket. He was clearly losing his shit with yeah. it. Like, he, he had to play the introduction, like, three times to get yeah. them into to the whole Santa sleigh song. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. It was a nightmare. To three or three or, none of them wanted to do that. They worked too hard. Worked too hard. Go, sing! Sing! Um, but I was reminded at that point, um, as we walked past one of the smaller bandstands right by the Methodist church, um, that also there'd been the Three Choirs Festival going oh, yeah. for like hundreds of years yeah. in Worcester. So again, there's a the musical tradition in all yeah. different genres, but yeah. they, we mainly were only allowed blues. to... Mainly please. Yeah. That was what we were there for. Um, so yeah, that was, uh, that was that. And then we went to uh, Starbucks, actually, didn't we? We went to uh, we another coffee shop. Uh, it wasn't an independent one. First kind of chain we've been to. It was the first chain, and it was just because I'd seen. I can't remember what it was now, but it was a specific mm, hot chocolate. Pumpkin it just sounded spice. Amazing. Something. It was pumpkin spice. Uh, it was very cool. It tasted exactly as you thought it would. Yeah, I can't remember. It was like a like a fudge brownie, hot chocolate. It was it was something ridiculous, but yeah. yeah. Now, in the background of this trip, I can't really. Just, it was like how it started. It's like out of nowhere. We were sat in Monroe's on the first night and Callum just looked at me and just completely unprompted just went, how many other places, uh, beginning with W, can you name in the UK? Yeah. And this game rattled on through our whole trip. For it did, Every yeah, now and then one of us would just remember, we just blurt out a place name beginning yeah. with W. Wallingford. Yeah. And so we're sat, in, Star- we're sat in Starbucks and uh, I go, Workington. I was like, oh, that sounds like it could be bad. And I'm like, what? And I go, Workington Man, Workington Man. Well, I, don't like, I don't think it is a place, but I do. I have heard that. And when you said yeah. Workington Man, I was like, definitely heard that term. Yeah. What is a Workington Man? And so I looked up what Workington Man was. And I, I, I said, I think it's that sort of political, political phrase. And sure enough, looked it up. And Workington Man was popularised in a 2019 general election as basically a way to describe the sort of 
traditionally Labour moved to the Tory because of the Brexit, you know, yeah. red wall going blue, that kind of thing was known <clears> as the Workington map, uh, the kind of white working class. That was who uh, Cummings and Gove were, you know, yeah, after. Uh, that the, the, they moved over from Labour to, to Tory because when they did the election, it was the Workington man. As I carried on reading, it said this was similar to a phrase during uh, New Labour's campaign in 1997 called the Worcester Woman. And I was like, you're kidding me. <laughs> Yeah, of course. Everything of course. led back to Worcester. Everything course, leads. All that roads morning lead to I read Cam, the, the story. I said, oh, Sajid Javid's not standing again in the next election. Um, and Cap Reading went, oh, the Worcestershire MP, of course. Yeah. That <laughs> everything kept. When we were there, everything kept linking back there. So that was all very surreal. Very weird. Starbucks was very weird. Uh, but then we decided, you know. Uh, uh, soak up some of the Christmas soak market. Soak up some of the Christmas market. Because although we'd been through it all, especially with the procession, we hadn't actually stopped at that many, apart from Gary and a couple of yeah. other. We, you know, we spent a bit of time actually having a bit more of a chat. Yeah. Uh, no, so seeing um, some of the stalls. Yeah. Um, went past Rupert Moles again. Went past Rupert Moles. He was doing well. Went past uh, Cadbury Fuff- Lady. Fuffle. Fuffle. Yeah. Kind of fuffles. Yeah. yeah. It was um, good. The Epicurean food. Yeah. Lots of bratwurst being sold. Lots, so it's lot- not a German market. Oh, do you remember the giant? The giant plate of sausages. Yeah. Big, yeah. giant, well, that was very clever. Over the top Spinning of a big plate fire. Of sausages. Yeah. Uh, yeah, all that stuff. Uh, we went to the hop the hop market. Went to the hop, market. hop market. I had a look through the Which I kept thinking window of the bakery. The hot market. You did get thinking it was, it was the hot was market. To, <laughs> you know, like, China's got wet markets. Yeah. I was thinking it was that, but for hot food. Don't mention wet markets. Oh, God, no. Not, no. Well, I mean, we've written the whole musical about wet market. So... That's probably not ideal either, was it? Given right. the time. Well, it was before. It was before. It was before the whole time. Yeah. Um, yeah, went to the hot market. So we really kind of tied off quite a few different loose ends that we yeah. hadn't seen about Worcester. And then you and I remembered that we hadn't gone to one of the places on the itinerary. What was it? Of course, the cocktail bar. Yes, the cocktail bar. I should also briefly say that we uh, went to one of the places that wasn't the itinerary, uh, which was the Tudor house and museum but it was all closed it was entirely shut apart from yeah, one room, from and, one room. And, and a kitchen yeah an old victorian kitchen victorian kitchen which i don't think it was victorian actually was it it was just like i don't know 50s yeah 50s there was like an iron yeah, I, from the 20s yeah. in there but it was nothing it was a smeg like one of the smeg <laughs> yeah stuff yeah it was wasn't there uh yeah. it's weird i didn't question that at the time but why not it's worcester so yeah we didn't uh we didn't check out the tudor because it was closed but um but yeah, we, we then went to the cocktail bar, which is quite cool. It was set up like Keystones. a Keystones. It was set up like a um an homage to comic books. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was the yeah. So yeah, Keystone City, uh I discovered a brewery such as the name of uh the hometown of the Flash. Yeah. So it's quite an obscure reference, but uh that's why it was called that. So I was like, there must be some connection because it's clearly comic book themed. Um but yeah, very cool, uh kind of big graphic novel murals on the walls and things like that. It was very dark. It was too dark, so we went and sat in a room that was the only room that was lit, but then we were told to get out of there because there was apparently a masterclass going on that never happened. Never happened, but we weren't allowed to sit there. But it was quite nice. Yeah, quite nice. Quite nice. Good cocktails. Yeah. Uh, and then we went, right, let's go see what's happening on that uh, stage that yeah. we found, that we originally thought the opening ceremony was going to be. Of course, before we then discovered the church. Yeah. And so we went back to that square yeah. bit where all the, not the square where the Uncle Sam's were, no. That this is the main square, the main square where it felt like everything was kind of coming together. Big, big stage, stage. Uh, 
Big stage, and, and there was lots of live music going on. There were, and when we arrived there, we heard this. <laughs> stuff there absolutely that was the fabulous nasty chapel nasty chapel i mean really really talented musicians i mean i hope that does some of it kind of justice but um again they seem to be able to play in a variety of genres um like a lot of english folk that they're really kind of bringing to life both original music and that style um fantastic musicianship both uh, uh, as, as on the flute and the live guitar incredible yeah. really really impressive we stayed there for quite a long time didn't we We did we did yeah lovely listen to them yeah. yeah um and yeah got a couple of little hot drinks we got a cup of tea and um yeah. we were just kind of taking it all in and taking saying god in. what a funny what a funny few days all these weird coincidences and seeing people and yeah everyone we you know noticed yeah even extras we noticed ended up turning up as like featured artists in the next yeah. bar or the next yeah, place yeah, yeah, it was really yeah, yeah. yeah really really odd we were just at this point we were just like yeah this is really really surreal it's really starting to feel like the sort of truman show-esque we even talked about that didn't we yeah we're like, everything feels like it's been slightly designed for our benefit really surreal as we're talking about this and kind of getting into this kind of debrief stage daily more of the whole thing we hear a voice go oh hi guys we turn around it's francesca from the artist studio the one we nearly didn't walk into we yeah. nearly didn't go but i made david because i thought it would be funny and we spent a few minutes literally a few minutes less than five minutes in there and she told us that all the choices we'd made on our itinerary that you'd made yeah. were fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and then that, that toddled off. And she was there with her boyfriend. She goes, yeah. oh, this is my boyfriend. This is Callum and Dave. I'm like, yeah. you don't know our names. <laughs> At no point did we tell you our names. And even if we did, you, why, you why would you remember them? A, it was such a brief thing. And then explained who we were and why we were there. Uh, and was just like, oh, so have you, you know... Uh, had a nice time. What do you think of Worcester? Basically, interviewed us to button, she buttoned the whole, the whole thing off, and it had and it made so much sense that it was her as the character that would come back because you kind of forgot about her. Seemed like unimportant. Seemed unimportant, but yet we gave her all that information for her to be able to be that character to come back. It, yeah, Sandy would have been too obvious. Way too obvious. Um, yeah, it was the yeah the only kind of person who's on the fringes enough to be a you know an observer, but also have that information. Yeah. In order to come back and round it off, it yeah. made it a, belie- a much more believable kind yeah. of denouement end to to our trip than it had been if it had been any other of the characters yeah. that we met. Yeah. Um, uh, meanwhile, with this happening, the band uh, Nasty Chapel changed over and were replaced with another children's not just choir but band yeah. from a music school, and they played all these kind of funk and soul hits, and yeah. they were just weren't that great, but really charming, exactly like you'd expect in a Christmas film. Christmas, so, yeah, yeah. I was half expecting you Grant to walk on stage with this Gibson yeah. and play "You Know Killing Me Softly." I was like, yeah. "Oh, yeah. this is ridiculous! I yeah. can't understand. I can't tell you how cliche, quaint this was." Yeah, and I turned to you and said, "Wouldn't it be funny if this was like a hidden camera thing?" 
like and we were part of it and we'd been like part of this whole being influenced thing we didn't know that we were being yeah. filmed the whole time and then a guy with a headset on and a gopro camera on a on a um gimbal yeah the, the little things that they used to keep the so it costs quite a bit of money yeah. to keep the camera steady. Walks but literally walks by me. Yeah. As literally yeah. as I'm saying All that, this and is filming everyone, yeah. and uh, including us. For whose yeah. benefit? It's just utterly bizarre that that happened at yeah. that moment. Really, really odd. So that at that point, we're pretty convinced that not only is Worcester an extraordinary city, that it's also a small town, but it also will make you feel like it's entirely designed for you. And when I say that, I don't want, I don't know, this is what I'm unsure of. Is this just how anyone feels when they go to the the, the vortex of Love Worcester, like it's magic? Yeah. Or is it, or was it specifically for us for those three days? I really don't know. I really don't know. But we need to go and get our train train so we're discussing this on the way back this on the way back uh we end up walking into an immersive event in order to get home yeah we end up work w- walking through the one bit of theater that is happening yeah theater and in inverted commas bless them uh an immersive event which an immersive is victorian an alleyway street. that yeah. has a woman selling prop, prop fruit mm-hmm. prop apples mm-hmm. um in a london accent yeah and a guy at the end saying that was a woman selling apples. And that was the whole thing. Yeah. It was amazing. A couple uh, a couple more uh, weird quirks that we've found to mention. Uh, about midway through the last day, we're walking around the market. And from the sky, there is an announcement. Oh, my God. I've forgotten about this. Yeah. This was right after we listened to Woodsmoke, the... And we'd walk down, or maybe we'd no, walk it down wasn't, into it was, the No, it wasn't. It was, it was on the Friday. Was it the next day? Yeah, it was the next day. We walked we down were, that, in that road. area. We were in that area. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, all of a sudden, there is an announcement over some tannoys. But that I don't, don't exist. Yeah, they're because... Absolutely don't exist. I'd, it was this... It was... We were just in the... We were just in the street. We were just yeah. in the street of the city centre. Yeah. Where's this announcement coming from? And it was an announcement about a coach to Cardiff that was delayed. But in just out in the street what we weren't anywhere near a bus it was like bleed coming from a bus station it was no it was it was the hidden as, it was like it was like when you watch like nuclear war films yeah and there's like the the war and now you know nuclear yeah. war in five minutes you know four minute warning or whatever yeah. it is you know being blared out over like hidden tunnels that you don't even know exist but all cities have got them yeah. it was that it overcrossed the whole city about this one specific coach going to Cardiff. Yeah, which was a, a ferry's coaches. Yeah. And it was, yeah, and it was that it was going to be delayed. And so anyone on that yeah. coach, and it was delayed by an hour. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, okay, wow, yeah. okay. Um, and everyone kind of stopped to listen to it and then just carried on and went about their business. And we're like, who is that the benefit for? Yeah. Now we're looking back and we're like, that's a, that's a film mm-hmm. announcement to mm-hmm. the crew. Mm-hmm. Uh, who's all being ferried back to Cardiff. Cardiff. Yeah, BBC. Because of course, that's exactly the nearest yeah. television centre would be Cardiff. Yeah. Well, when we were going through that immersive alleyway, the woman selling apples made a comment to someone else, being like, oh, you... so such and such. We had some people come as far from as from Cardiff earlier on. I was like, yeah. oh, of course, call back, call back to, that. to that. Call back to that. Yeah. Of course, I've forgotten all about that. That was very weird. That was very, very weird. Uh, so yeah, So and, and then I followed my Google Maps and 
the journey takes us past every single place that we've been mm-hmm. for the whole two days, including inexplicably down the tiny alleyway that our Airbnb was on. Yeah. The, I was like, why? Like, actually down that alleyway. Yeah. We were like, is it, check your Google. Like, is it just yeah. taking you back to a previous address that you've yeah. been to? And it was a completely different way to the way we... So we had to say, of course, we had to go past every single place. We had to, yes, we had to go say goodbye to everything. Uh, Thanks, Google, for designing that. And takes us in a completely different direction to how we got here. How we got here. We end up at the station. Yeah. Pretty good time. Yeah. I look behind and there's just this one poster on the wall about men's mental health. Yeah. I'm like... Oh, of course, because we haven't had a callback to Retroids yet. Yeah, Because yeah. that wasn't important, and this was a visual representation of yeah. that. I was like, that, yeah. that didn't need to happen no, either. And it was it was a little message, and it was signed, Rupert. Like, Rupert, Rupert Mole. Mole. Of course. <laughs> Rupert Mole. It's all it's connected. It's every all, little detail on this journey linked to another connected. detail. And that uh, brings us to the recording that you heard at the very beginning of this podcast david and i sitting on a train expecting to be saying well that was a weird trip to worcester uh i wonder what we're going to talk about on the podcast instead we're sitting there dumbfounded completely enamored and charmed by this amazing town with phenomenal live music great sense of community and explicable love of the blues but also quite um quite stirred a little bit shaken um that 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 all of these coincidences seem to be happening to us and around us and not a single other person either acknowledged the coincidences or even acknowledged us and sometimes i think maybe we did we ever really go to worcester is this just a a shared consciousness fever dream that you and i both shared i don't know are we into hallucinogenics now we've forgotten i don't know i don't know it, it was kind of magical, but also a little bit disconcerting. It was. It was a bit disconcerting. And, um, and yeah, I just, um, you okay? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I think we should, uh, finish it kind of here. And yeah. I just want a little plug to say we are going to do a Christmas movie as well. That's going to be coming up. So we're going to, uh, give you, uh, uh, this, uh, now and then on, uh, Christmas Day, as per tradition, we, we will, will do the Christmas we movie. We will release our, our Christmas movie analysis. Obviously, it would be wrong. We had Santa Slay uh, in previous years. We've had uh, Christmas Mail, which yeah. is the greatest thing that's ever been created. Exactly. And uh, who knows what, what we're going to come up with this year. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, so thank you for joining us on this uh, journey. Uh, do, of course, like, share, and subscribe Cadmibcast on, uh, on all the social media channels. But I just, uh, before we finish, want to go back to the Uncle Sam's. You want to come back to the Uncle Sam's? Because there was something just niggling at me this whole time about the Uncle Sam. They seem to be the linchpin of everything. Yeah. And so I did some research. And I tried oh to discover who the Uncle Sam's were. And this is genuinely true. <laughs> the name. I couldn't find out the name of one of them. But the name of one of the two Uncle Sams was Steve Russell. The Russell brothers. The Uncle Sams are the, well, the Russell, Russell brothers, brothers. Are the Penfolds brothers. Oh my god, the Penfolds and the Russells. And we, the Russell... They were there 
they to try and give us clues about who we were and that is when i realized that the uncle sam's were us us. 